0: Hello, and welcome to episode 154 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian.
1: And I'm James.
0: And it's the end of the year, so it's an end of the year award show. Ta-da! An original idea that no one has ever done on any (laughs) form of media, ever.
1: No, especially not like everybody that did one last week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, everyone who did one last week, so... um, I think Arena Decklist did theirs last week also, right? I know you mentioned LR did.
0: LR did... no. So, I was going to mention this later. I'll do it now. So, Arena Decklist this past week, their uh, podcast, the first 20 minutes, if you're into magic, particularly magic online, Yeah. they talk about what they know about the Switch from Wizards running magic oh. online to Daybreak.
1: Okay. And that's about... It's- Let's save that for the end of the show. We'll okay. uh I'll put that in there.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that at the end. But I can like direct you to that. The other forty minutes is I'm talking about adopting cats. But oh, okay. <laughs> the first twenty minutes is probably what you want. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of you have done it. Uh, we recruited help from you guys.
1: So Yeah, thanks for everyone that chipped in.
0: Yeah. So if you wanna get at us about uh things you want us to talk about in the future or um things that we missed which is your fault for not tweeting us the first time <laughs> you can get us at casual tripod
1: yeah or if you look, kind of like we said you guys gave us nominees we're gonna pick what we think wins so if you don't like our decisions you can get at us on facebook at casual tryhard mtg or you can email us show at casual um I know everyone's got Christmas money in their pockets now. So if you're looking to spend that on magic singles, we would appreciate it if you used our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link, sign into TCG Player. doesn't matter what you do. As long as you navigate to the site using our link, we'll get credit for whatever you spend there and we'll get a small percentage to help keep the show going. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual patrons get access to our pre show, which is a hit from what I hear. Uh, a lot of the patrons really enjoy it uh, kind of bonus content, a little bit of a sneak peek sometimes about what we're going to be talking about a um, little bit of long term plan stuff for the show once in a while, kind of a sneak peek into our own lives a lot of times. Um, There's some real gems in there. And like I said, the, the patrons that give back to me seem to really enjoy it. So if you want access to that, if you want access to our show notes, so you know what we're going to be talking about that week. And if you want to get on my mailing list when I do my givebacks, head over to patreon.com slash casual um, There's a bunch of tiers there. The tiers really don't mean a whole lot. Pitch in what you can, and we'd really appreciate it, even if it's just a couple bucks. Help keep the show going. And like I said, we appreciate it. The, uh, also the, we have, the, oh, I was go gonna say,
0: the patron gift, uh, uh, really got a loyal listener, Anthony hyped up. He was tweeting out pictures of his, uh, his patron gifts. I so saw they're, that. They're, yeah. pre- they're pretty fancy. So <laughs> please, please get your patron gifts by becoming a patron.
1: That's right. We appreciate it. And all of our patrons, you guys are awesome. Um, one last thing we have our discord there's a link in the description to join there's a link on all our social media hop on over there it's probably the quickest way to get a response from one of us um there's also a bunch of really cool people that hang out in there so if you need help with a deck or going along with last week's cube episode we've had a bunch of cubes posted up in there so if you want to take a peek at some cubes or maybe share your own get some input hop on there like I said, link in the description. Link on all our social media. Come join the conversation.
0: Yeah. So, year end, uh, a sh- uh show, and we wanted to do kind of a a loose uh, award show.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, very loose. Loose is the uh, the optimal word here.
0: Yeah. So you know, talk about the year in magic. Our year in magic, and you know the. Um, Various uh, awards and nominees that uh, we have for uh, different categories that some of you helped come up with and that we uh, put to you. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we're starting with like the big one first. Yeah, why not? Which is, uh, what was the best episode of the year?
1: Episode so, of our show.
0: Yeah, of our show. The only show that matters. Yeah, that's um, right. So, We have the Midnight Hunt Marathon. I'm assuming that is the set review. And I think that one was like three hours or something crazy.
1: Yeah, it was the Midnight Hunt Marathon episode where, yeah, I think it was just over three hours we went. We didn't finish until after midnight. Yeah. It was a long episode. (laughs) Yes. My voice was toast by the end of it.
0: And then we have What's in Your Bag, where we talked about all the stuff that you should have like with you when you go play in person.
1: Yeah, that was part of our Learn to Play series. Yep. Yep.
0: And then Econ 101, the basics of magic speculation and trying to make money off of magic cards.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We Uh, also have Why We Do This, which was an episode kind of talking about our relationship with the game and how it's changed. And has kind of been a recurring theme for the last six months or so. Uh, We touch on it every now and now and again, but I wanted to do an episode to try and put a nail in it. And so I wouldn't have to keep talking about it and it didn't work. (laughs) It was a good episode though. Yeah.
0: So what's our next one here? Uh, Turn in your homework. I don't remember what this one was about. It was, you would ask people to do something the previous yeah. week. And it was episode 147. We have all of our show notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I should, probably should have gone back and uh, found so out what it was. Let's
0: find 147 here. From November, like not even that long ago.
1: Yeah, my brain's uh, shot, so.
0: uh, let's see here. Was this, um, it doesn't say, this looks like, uh, the Val episode. This can't be 147. Oh, you know what it is? I think the numbers on,
1: uh, Oh, they're off one.
0: They're off one. So is it 146? This is what, this is Uh, again, what the people wanted here Yeah. was us (laughs) trying to figure out exactly what, um, Oh, it was the, it was the mail, the mailbag questions.
1: Oh okay,
2: yeah.
0: So it was uh, mailbag stuff. It was like again, some what we want to spend our money as on is what I was one forty six. So all right, yeah. So this one was email questions. So all right. So my vote for favorite show or best show mm-hmm. uh, is, um why we do this because i i don't know i just thought it was an important topic because i think a lot of people are in the same boat that we are where their relationship with the game is changing Mm -hmm. and to just be like hey even if you're kind of like you know isolated because these last 18 months have been pretty isolating uh like there are other people going through the same thing you are
1: yeah i also really like the way we do this episode um up until a couple weeks ago that was probably my favorite episode I also really liked the alchemy episode we did Yeah, and I think in my mind like those are my favorite two episodes
0: and we look really smart on the alchemy episode because basically every other content creator uh, made some sort of video or thing that was basically everything we had talked about
1: yeah About about alchemy yeah it's We're kind legit. of a bummer our stuff has like a <laughs> a lead time to it, where everyone else just kind of throws stuff out as soon as they record it. Because I mean, you look a lot smarter if uh,
0: I can turn, I can start turning these around faster. Oh no 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 no! It's fine. Um, it's way easier now. <laughs> uh Yeah, I right. really
1: like both of those episodes. Though, why we do this was important to me, and also the alchemy episode. I thought we uh conveyed a lot of information well. Yeah.
0: All right. So what is our best tangent? Um, yeah. Best
1: tangent. So like random things we talk about that may or may not be related to the episode.
0: Um, so near and near to my heart, bro, go get the beans, bro. Bro. It's Chad. I also invented bro. a new character on discord. Chad's uh, frat old frat buddy, Brock, yeah. <laughs>
1: Chad <laughs> Who, and Brock, Chad and
0: Brock. Uh, but I am I am a fan of Chad. Uh, yeah. just Chad the bean counter hasn't played magic really. Just yep. wants to extract as much money out of people on arena as humanly possible.
1: Oh, did did this make it to the actual episode or was this a pre-show or like just me and you talking thing? My idea uh, for Chad. Do you remember this? I don't
0: remember. No, what what's Chad's idea?
1: Well, I thought that we should have a mascot.
0: Oh, we could just make Chad our
1: mascot. I think we need to make Chad our mascot but I need a visual representation of Chad Oh, okay. so if we have any artist listeners out there that want to give us a visual representation of Chad
0: yeah like we, if I can figure out how to update our uh, <laughs> why it reverted why why our iTunes logo reverted I <laughs> cannot figure out but if we, if we ever figure out how to update that we could just like have uh, Chad saying bro
1: Beans. <laughs> I don't know that has to replace our logo, but we can have a logo and a mascot, I think. We
0: could. Chad, Chad the bean counter, bro. Yeah. All right. Uh, so if
1: somebody wants to get on that, somebody that's more uh, artistically talented than I am.
0: Yeah, because if, if I did, it, it, Chad would be a stick figure that just oh, said, a yeah, yeah. speech bubble that said,
1: bro, beans. Yeah, it would be awful.
0: Um, we have uh, a... a a rant on this product not being for you.
1: Yeah, that one seems to come come up pretty frequently, so that's yeah. probably a pretty good tangent. One
0: one that we circle back to a lot is yeah, this isn't for us. Yeah.
1: And, and then, uh Brian's windows.
0: <laughs> yeah, windows are uh still the original windows in the house. I've not separated myself from between fifteen and forty thousand yeah. uh, dollars. but yeah.
1: So uh, there was actually a couple people that suggested that one too. So that's. Uh, yeah.
0: Me, my, the trials and tribulations of home ownership. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: P- people can relate. You're relatable, yes. Brian.
0: I, I called Anthony and I was cause like trying to get Anthony to buy a house soon. And yeah. I was like, dude, you know, if they don't tell you that someone's going to come to your house and with a straight face, tell you, yeah, it's $70,000 to replace <laughs> your windows. And you do the math and go, how can a quarter of my house value be looking outside? I am very confused. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, how come getting a roof was significantly less? I feel as though right. a quarter of my house's value is keeping me dry. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how much, a, a roof was not a quarter of my house's value. So come on, yeah. Um, I am I am a, a, a huge fan of Chad. Chad will be making a, will be making uh comebacks. Uh, throughout uh, the rest of uh, uh, the podcast time. I got to really nail down who Chad is as a person.
1: 100%. I am also a big fan of Chad.
0: What motivates him? I think it's just beans. Uh, Absolutely. I I do like that in Discord, uh, I had a conversation between him and Morrow, where Chad (laughs) was like, little bro, chill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one cares about bro. No one cares about space circuses that much, bro. Unless it gets me beans, <laughs> right? Like Maro, just all like woo, yeah. And then Chash is like, bro, only beans, bro. Space family goblins and bro don't get the joke. Do <laughs> they get me beans, bro? <laughs> and Brock in the yeah. corner just doing lines, snorting lines of pre-workout. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. There you go. That, that That is who runs Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Two frat bros who got like C pluses of business and Morrow. With Morrow. That's it. That is it. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So card of the year.
1: Yeah. We got a bunch of nominees for this one. So
0: uh, yeah, this first up weird. is weird.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's it's hard to define it is hard um,
0: to define cuz like what i think card of the year is is not on not on our list of nominees but we'll go through our nominees here
1: okay well i i don't know if you were paying a whole lot of attention to discord or if you were just posting on um twitter but i made some caveats on discord where okay. card of the year didn't have to be the best card of the year yeah like it could have just been an important card or a card you thought was really well designed, or something that was super flavorful. So, yeah, it's a pretty pretty wide open category. So, so we, we have... have the first nominee is Tovalar, which I agree is a pretty cool design. I don't know if it's card of the year good, but it's a pretty cool design.
0: So what is it? it's a one green red for a three three?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. That and... whenever a
0: werewolf deals damage to something. To, to yeah, a you player, a, you draw a to card. To a player, you get to draw a card, yep. And it has day-night, and it always flips to night on your turn, so it transforms all your werewolves.
1: hmm Yeah, okay. Pretty cool design. It um, is. Definitely the best, like, werewolf lord, or whatever you want to call it. I think, Commander, like, I guess.
0: Yeah, people have said it's basically the best werewolf commander. It, like, single-handedly, like, makes werewolves... In commander work, yeah, like now because we just can't have nice things. Him transforming all, like human werewolves into werewolves, doesn't work on the old werewolves, right? Because why would why can we can't we have nice things?
1: <laughs> that would make too much sense. It
0: make too much sense. Uh, next up is Blade Storian. So this is the rare from Strixhaven that was right. red white red white red white red white hybrid. So mm-hmm. four mana, all colored. And it was a th- was it a three four that gave everything double strike?
1: I think it's a two three.
0: Is it a two two three? Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. Yep. And it gives attacking creatures double strike.
0: I like this. Um, it is not a trigger.
1: Right. So it just happens.
0: Yeah. So what was nice was. Like I have some because if you put this in off Winota, mm-hmm. right? It just says attacking creatures have the, have right. double strike. So even after everything's been declared con- uh, declared, you can put it in and all your creatures have double strike. Right. So like it was, it's a neat card. It does a unique thing, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, my it does some comboy things like you know putting in this and like what was in. And Angras Rampage or Angrass Marauders. Yeah. Like just steal 7,000 to someone. Yep. Good times.
1: Yep. I mean, we also have. Uh, oh, God. I was going
0: to say, we have the best name of the year next.
1: We do. And this is a really cool design. And I like what they did here. It's a Champion of the Parished. So, Champion of the Parish, P A R I S H, was a card from. Was it Innistrad or Dark Ascension? Or? That block. Yeah, that block. That was a one-mana, one-one that got a counter every time a human entered the battlefield. And this is Champion of the Perished, P-E-R-I-S-H-E-D. Uh, that's a one-mana, one-one zombie that gets a counter every time a zombie enters a battlefield. Super cool that they mirrored it like that. Yeah. And, and like the the artwork is similar. Like the artwork mm-hmm. looks like a zombified champion of the parish. Yeah. Which is cool. And the card is sneakily
0: Good. super powerful, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one. I don't know if it's it's probably up there for card of the year. I can get on board with yeah. that nominee.
0: In terms of just like like flavor, call back to a previous set. mm
3: mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Uh, like just everything. I think it, it has a lot going for it. Yeah. We have Realm Walker.
1: Yeah, this Next. is a, a weird one. It's a cool card, but weird.
0: Uh, it's a um, two, three. It's a two and a green for a two, three shapeshifter. Mm hmm. Changeling. Right. Uh, comes into play, you name a creature type, and you can yep. play creatures of that type off the top of your deck.
1: Mm hmm. Super useful for obviously tribal decks. Um, really pushes elves because I mean that's the green tribe and it's green so yeah. that helps but and like, it, it's whatever tribe you yeah and it's whatever tribe you name also so
0: yeah so like you kind of can go like if you're playing slivers in commander right it's a sliver yep right so yeah it just gives you that flexibility
1: yep cool uh, card neat design yeah. Another
0: card that is a neat design is up mm-hmm. next and is Grist, the Hunger Tide.
1: Yeah, a weird one.
0: So it's one green black for uh planeswalker grist. It has a mm-hmm. static ability that as long as it's not on the battlefield, anywhere else, it is a one one green and black insect creature.
1: Yeah. So this
0: means you can <laughs> you can reanimate it. You can uh if you get if someone casts a duress against you you can't take it because it's a creature in your hand right you can collect it company integrist because it's a creature in your deck
1: you can green suns for it
0: yes so yeah. and then what it plus one is it mills two and you make an insect and if the two cards share a creature type you repeat the process
1: uh, if one of them's an insect, you repeat the process. Oh, if
0: one of them's an insect. Okay. Yeah. And yep. then it's neg three.
1: You blow so, something up.
0: Yeah. Sack a creature, blow something up. And I don't The five is the the ultimate is like neg five. You dome an opponent equal to the number of creatures in your graveyard. Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. So like. It's neat in terms of the fact that it's kind of it's a creature in weird places. Mm-hmm. It um right kind of spawned or supports the goofiest legacy deck? Yes. <laughs> uh uh what is it? It dwarf insects? Yeah. Um I saw uh Saffron Olive tried to play the deck, a Yorion version of the deck in modern. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not as good if you don't have a Dwarven Recruiter. But, right. uh, and Orion just makes it worse. But whatever. Um, yeah. But like, it supports like a, a weird archetype. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a generally like good, interesting
1: card. It is. Right. Can I if, uh, can I throw a tangent in here real quick? Sure. Um, we talked. I forget which episode it was. It wasn't that long ago, but we talked about like collection building and specking and stuff. Yeah. Um and I had mentioned that a good thing to spec on are cards that do unique things and may or may not be hard to reprint. Uh our boy Grist here does a very unique thing and is probably kind of hard to reprint and is also four dollars. I
0: to say he's five dollars on TCG right now.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, like, if you don't cheap. have grists, like that is a good card to spec on because he like, won't be
0: five dollars for long. I have like, like you... I have a hand. I have like a playset, but I can get behind getting some more. Yeah. And if you're getting them, so it's weird, right? If you're getting them to like hold on to as a spec, uh, the borderless grist are ten dollars. Yeah. And that's probably a better place to go. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Uh, I think
1: at five bucks, like even the regular yeah. rest are probably a pretty good place to be. I mean, if you look um, at
0: just think about like what the price of Modern Horizons 1 cards are now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ren is like $110. Ren and 6. Mm-hmm. It's 110 bucks. Right. Uh uh, oh gosh, uh, Season Pyromancer, which is easier to reprint than Grist, I think. Oh yeah, way easier. Is like seventy dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a card that you could get into relatively cheaply, and could see mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of growth.
1: Yeah, I know that like Modern Horizons two was pretty widely opened, and it also had the full suite of booster products, which yeah. is helping to keep the price down. But like you mentioned, you know, Grist fits into some weird places and has some combo potentials and stuff. But it's also just seeing play in like, you know, good stuff decks just as, you know, a removal spell.
3: Yeah.
0: And again, like the fact that you can uh, Court of Calling for it or Green Sun for it. Right? Like, oh, I'm going to green sun for a removal spell or pseudo-removal spell that leaves behind a Planeswalker. Right? Right. That is not something you've been able to do before. Right. So all in all, it is, it is a weird card that does yep. some interesting things. All right, so what are your cards that came to mind for card of the year?
1: Yeah, I didn't even realize this until we were doing the pre-show, but all of the cards that... Well, all of the cards we've talked about so far have been either rare or mythic Mm -hmm. and all of the cards that I came up with for card of the year are uncommons. (laughs) So that's kind of strange. First up is dragon rage channeler. I think like even as omnipresent as it is and may or may not be good for multiple formats. um, I think the card is super sweet. And while it may incentivize play patterns that, you know, aren't great. I think it also kind of incentivizes some play patterns that are pretty great that like aren't currently seeing play. But I think that card's awesome. It's a good design. It's efficient. It's powerful. Um yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say than that for Dragon Rage Channeler. Mm-hmm. Um I also really liked Witherbloom Apprentice. Um green black for is it a two two? With Magecraft yep. and whenever you cast an cast or copy an instant or sorcery, you drain one. Um that's not something that's ever been present in those colors before, like that effect. And I think that like there is some combo potential there. Like I think there is there is a legacy like combo deck that uses Witherbloom Apprentice as a win con. Uh with but a, it's also chain of smog. Chain of smog, yeah. Um, it's also just like a cool card for like a mid-range deck. Um, a lot of the you know green-black X mid-range decks only run like 12, 16 creatures. Sometimes like up to twenty, but that's not you know a large portion of the deck, and they're all just you know discard and removal spells. Well, if you know you're playing a game and all of your discard and removal spells also drain one, that's adds up to be a pretty decent life swing for a, a two mana investment so I I really liked that card Um, I played with it a lot on Arena just jamming it whenever I was making like a weird deck for you know one of the challenges one of the midweek magics or whatever that's usually where I started brewing around just because I enjoyed playing with the card and it also combos really well with the next card that I would like to nominate for card of the year and that's Plum the Forbidden Uh, one in a black Sacrifice any number of creatures. Copy the spell for each creature sacrificed, mm-hmm. and the spell uh, you lose a life and draw a card.
0: Yep, goes really well with Wither Bloom Apprentice.
1: Yep. Um, Anything with sacrifice synergies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it made it into uh, the cube we talked about last week. Yep. For just like, oh, hey, I draw this card. I can sack my board and draw a bunch of cards and refill. Yep. Right, like that's we've not seen a card like that before. Yeah. Um so my my nominee for card of the year mm-hmm. is the monkey.
1: Regavan. Mm-hmm.
0: Just not because it is a well designed card, not because it is a particularly fun card. But yeah. No Most influential, other, for sure. Yeah, no <laughs> other card really has had as big an impact across Magic as uh, Raghavan. Raghavan is this year's Loris.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, the only other card that I think has made more waves than Raghavan, at least in the time I've been playing Magic, was Loris.
0: Yeah, but it's basically reshaped how Magic games are being played long yeah. time ago when we were talking when when we were uh uh playing in the world of oko mm-hmm. we talked about the concept that brian Bronduin doing it brought up of the fundamental churn mm-hmm. where like when do you have to interact to like be you know of effective in a game of magic mm-hmm. and for that Oko standard the fundamental turn was turn 1 right yeah. you either had to be you had to be able to answer the goose yep so they couldn't Oko you or you had to have some way to interact with the Oko they were going to play if you couldn't interact with the goose mm-hmm. right Raghavan has basically made the fundamental turn for all of magic that's not uh, played on arena basically yeah one right right like modern legacy the fundamental turn is turn one you Mm -hmm. either have to kill the monkey or lose to the monkey Right. right like you can't like go tap land go unless you're playing like amulet titan and you're gonna just combo your monkey opponent off the planet on turn two right you're like uh you know, whatever tap land go amulet bounce land play another amulet blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, whatever right. you're gonna do. Right, like that's the only time that you're just like, oh okay, like I'm fine not dealing with the monkey, and like yeah. I think the monkey has like exposed faults in other like in the formats, right? Like like think about legacy, mm-hmm. like. You know, Delver and Dragon Rage Chandler contributed as well, right? Like, Delver yeah. was always the best deck, but, like, there's, like, a core and, like, Delver was just the best one-mana
1: threat. Yeah, it was now, just the most efficient thing in yeah. its class.
0: And now there's just way more things. And Raghavan right. is also emblematic of something that uh, Saffron all of us talked about and we've brought up. The fact that, like, I think that Wizards is having a hard time designing cards, Mm-hmm. And so, what they're doing now is they're falling back on these things that snowball and feed themselves, right? Right, because if you play a Rugavan, even if like you don't get to cast the card off the top, you made an extra mana to play something out of your hand, right? So in red, you now have ramp, mm-hmm. like oh hey, it's turn two, I have three mana
1: that also applies pressure
0: that applies pressure and could just let you um draw cards off your opponent's deck but it's just like emblematic of like the goldspan dragon like oh i left this out on the battlefield for a little bit oh they have like way more mana than they should know
1: yeah now you're buried
0: yeah so like Bragavan and I think there's also an argument for um Expressive Iteration. Again, just another card oh, that's that has a good one. like that has just like an outsized impact on uh all of like modern and legacy. Mm-hmm. Where like we read the card and we all processed it was two mana draw two cards if one of them is a land. Yeah. But I don't think we realized like how warping that was yeah right because like we've had Night's whisper forever mm-hmm. right but people weren't playing like grixis delver to get Night's whisper into their deck right right now it's like i don't have to do anything extra i just get to play four volcanic islands or four steam vents mm-hmm. and jam my um uh jam my two mana draw to yeah so I think those are the cards that are just like you know that have had the biggest impact to the point where like I was like well Modern Horizons 2 didn't come out this year because I feel like all I ever hear about (laughs) is the monkey and I feel like I've been hearing about the monkey for a year no it came out in June and it's like oh oh (laughs) So like I am I am fine with like you know picking some card uh, you know cards that aren't like just like soul crushing and format warping like yeah. like Champion of the Perished is like the neatest in terms of like all it brings flavor wise and stuff like mm-hmm. that is that is the kind of one mana rare that you want
1: yes. right one hundred percent.
0: It gets big, so it appri- applies pressure, right? Mm-hmm. But you can just remove it. Right, and you're not down cards or right. you're not down tempo. Yeah, like,
1: it's just keyword big.
0: Yeah, and you're just like, you know what? Like you know, it definitely can win a game. Like I've definitely played games where I go like champion into like Lasitep or attack break. for three. Yeah, or double yeah. Cripbreaker. And you're just like okay, like, you have to answer this in the next turn or two, or it's going to kill you. Yeah. Right? But, like, with Raghavan, it's like, oh, like, now I'm up on tempo, now I'm up on cards, and even if you do answer this, you're never going to get that tempo and those cards back. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. just behind. So, like, I could be down with Champion of the Parish as, like, a card that you can just be like, hey, this is what I want my rares to be. Like... It's cute in terms of like flavor and everything like, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I think like in two years, uh, we're going to be talking about Raghavan summer or Raghavan Uh winter.
1: Well, see, I would normally agree with you except that like Raghavan really doesn't do anything in commander. Fair. And that's all that people care about anymore.
0: I guess. Fair. So I mean in com- in competitive circles, right?
1: Yeah, oh for sure.
0: Right? Like you will be like, oh man, what was twenty twenty one like? You'll be like, well, COVID weirdness still and it was just all monkey all the time from June till fill in the blank. Yeah. Right? And it'll be like, Oh, that sounds miserable. Let's go like, oh, it was. It's basically like two formats were unplayable.
1: Well, do we do we need to put Urza Saga in here also? Then, like, if we're judging card of the fair. year based on the impact it had this summer, fair. Like, like no, I mean, Urza Saga is probably in the same conversation.
0: Yeah, Urges, Urza, 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 You're right, Urza Saga. Urza Saga has had that same kind of like outsized, like it's in like every deck. Yeah. Right, it has like what made, uh, oh gosh, what is it called? Hammer time, Absolute. like yeah. one of the best decks in all of, uh, modern. Yep, it's made primeval titan decks better. It has because it's just like, oh hey, here's some extra copies of amulet, mm-hmm. and here are extra copies of amulet that just. Also happen to be two twos, (laughs) two two twos at minimum. And you get your amulet and other three threes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I think in terms of like what I want cards to be Mm -hmm. champion of the parish, like you, you're not going to ever look at that card and go like, Oh my God. I really think grist too. Like grist was a good
1: nomination. Yeah. Like kind of for the same reasons. Like it's unique. It does something weird it promotes like
0: magic games.
1: Yeah. A decent game of magic. That's not about like just doing something broken to your opponent and then like hoping they don't hate you afterwards.
0: I mean, if you play a grist, the game doesn't end. Like it is a, it is a planeswalker that is like at the appropriate power level. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you took the static off of grist and put it in Kamigawa neon dynasty, Mm-hmm. You wouldn't blink an eye. Right. You'd be like, oh, this might see play in standard. Yep. Right? Now the static and other stuff like gives it more flexibility. But um yeah, like I can see grist as well. Like like these are the cards that we want you to
1: design, wizards. Yes. <laughs> we don't need any more Urza Sagas or Ragavans. Yes.
0: I will give Chad my beans. For champion of the parish and grist, mm-hmm. I will hold on to my uh, my beans if it's only Urza sagas and Ragavans.
1: Well, I mean, I bought both champions of the parish and grist, and I did not buy Ragavans.
0: <laughs> well, you could buy like I don't know twenty champion of the parish for one Ragavan. True. Yeah, I've. Champion of the Parish is on my like next order. I yeah. was like, oh, I'm missing that. Um, uh, so yeah. So again, I think we can go with the cards we want wizards to make. So Champion of the Parish and Grist. I don't know. You guys can hold the trophy.
1: Well, we gotta we gotta pick a winner. So I think the like the top contenders for the category are Champion of the Parish, Grist. I would argue Dragon Rage Channeler, mm-hmm. Urza Saga, or Raghavan. Um, um, do you want to go middle of the road and call it Dragon Rage Channeler? That's kind oh, of a...
0: I hate Dragon Rage Channeler so much.
1: Really? I don't think that card's like too absurd. Like It's not Raghavan level busted. It's not Ur- Urza Saga level busted. It's efficient. It's unique.
0: It's like I think the problem with it is it just it smooths out your draws too much right it makes you build a certain kind of deck right you've got to have a bunch of spells but the fact that you right like if you could have a dragon rage chandler and like two lands and like three lands in your hand right or two lands in your hand Mm -hmm. you just don't have to draw another land right right because you're just like oh i'll just surveil this to the bottom Right, like yeah. I don't know, it just it it gives you so much velocity in older formats, but no, I you could you, like I think Dragon Rage Chandler, like Dragon Rage Chandler, kind of replaced Delver in Delver, right? We call right. it Delver, and it's like that's a pretty huge, like that's a very powerful card. Also, the fact that it's in historic makes me angry, but if you want to go Dragon, <laughs> if you want to go Dragon Rage Chandler, that is fine, that is fine. I right. just, well, yeah,
1: so. If- for sake of the category, let's call it Grist. There we go. That's
0: that's a card that we both own and have thought yes. about playing in Aloran. Yes. Right? And <laughs> We'll we call own... it Grist. And we well, that's own...
1: another thing you can do with Grist is put it into play off Aloran.
0: Yes. And we also have the card so we can like insect cannon someone with a, a Dwarven recruiter.
1: This is also true.
0: Grist just is so much better than all these other cards. Grist, it is. All right, all right.
1: We're gonna call it Grist. All right. So that one took a while. That's it. It's it.
0: Product <laughs> of the year. What yep. one could say this product is for you. All right. So this this what this category. This product is for you. The category. Um yep. So uh, midnight hunt. Uh, yeah, that's solid. I, I really like midnight hunt. I like Midnight Hunt. I think where it falls down is it's the werewolf set. What was the worst absolute... zombies were the best thing to do? Yeah. What was the absolute worst draft archetype? Yeah. Werewolves. Werewolves. Right. Like I understand for story reasons you couldn't put Tovalar in that set. Yeah. But like it needed a Tovalar and it didn't need a Silverbolt. Right. Right. Um then we have uh MH2. Yeah. I think this is how you def- this is a question of how you're defining product of the year, right? Like I agree. Is it the product that had the biggest impact on Magic?
1: Modern Horizons 2.
0: Is, is it the product that we enjoyed <laughs> the most? Not Modern yeah. Horizons 2. Right. Um next up was Strixhaven, particularly the uh mystical archives
1: yeah i thought mystical archives were really cool except for what they did to historic
0: (laughs) yeah slash like again circle back to the arena economy
1: yeah yeah well i mean not even just the arena economy like even arena economy issues aside and i I guess this might be just more what i was hoping for out of arena but I wanted Historic to be Pioneer. I didn't want Historic to be a bunch of random things that somebody, you know, thought would be cool with the exception of Lightning Bolt and Demonic Tutor and Natural Order. And Sword Supply Share. And source Supply Share.
0: Yeah, like, so I mentioned, right, I'm playing effectively a Pioneer deck that is missing mm-hmm. cards and the cards I have to play in this place are broken. Uh, right. Right. And there's part of me that just goes like, oh, like when my opponent goes like, you know, tap land into like untapped red white land. I'm just like, oh, so I'm going to get lightning helix. And this is not something that would happen in Pioneer. This right. game kind of doesn't help. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think the art styles were cool. Like grabbing most cards of them, for, grabbing cards for the cubes Um. for my, the cube. I took the the uh, versions that were uh, mystical archives when I could for things. Mm-hmm. Cause I like the art. Um, yeah. The
1: frames cool. Most of the arts really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, then alchemy.
1: Yeah. I which did not put this here.
0: I did not put this here either. <laughs> like I, I appreciate that. It's like, Hey, I don't like standard. I need them to do something. Cause standard sucks. Yeah. And so the only way, like I don't want to play historic because historic is weird Mm for what we just talked about. I don't want to play standard because it's three decks. Right. And so they're like, Hey, we'll give you alchemy. But I was like, you could also play test some of your cards. Yeah. Uh, that would be cool. Can we, can we play test some cards?
1: I don't think alchemy is my pick for product of the year. No. Um, i really thought time Spiral re- remastered was cool yeah
0: it was,
2: it was like
1: it it was weird because like nobody really got a chance to play it like it wasn't on arena or anything you only got a chance to draft it if you went to your lgs um but it was oddly nostalgic oddly because like i didn't play during time spiral but Having been in the game for so long, I was very familiar with all of the cards. It was the introduction of the old borders, which I really enjoyed. Um, There was a ton of value in it. Like, it it was fun to crack packs of. Mm -hmm. I, I just really enjoyed that product. I thought it was a home run.
0: I don't think there's any, like, product that I'm like, yeah, this was awesome. And I get, I don't know, if it's just because of how I'm interacting with magic and like doing some drafts and then like playing a little bit of Constructed on Arena. Right. Um, But so there's nothing like none of the like, none of the formats that have been on Arena. So Keldheim, Strixhaven, AFR, AFR, Midnight Midnight Hunt, Hunt Val, Val. Have I been like, oh yeah. Like in two years, you ask me, you know, hey, what do I draft in Midnight Hunt? I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to remember. Right. Right.
1: So, so let me ask you a question then. Sure. What did you give Chad beans for this year?
0: Um, I have. What
1: was a good enough product for Chad to get beans from you?
0: I have a, a TCG player, their Chad. Uh TCG oh, I, I didn't
1: ask about TCG player. I asked about actual Chad. Um because like singles don't count. Like you're not okay. going to count a single as like a product of the year, right?
0: No. Um I bought I bought a couple um uh secret layers. Yeah. Uh the uh oh, I want to say Christopher Rush but that's not right. Mark Poole Mark Poole, uh, yep. Secret Lair. Yep. And I think that is the only thing I've given Wizards money for.
1: That is correct. <laughs> That's where I was going with this. Is And basically actually, that was like, buying singles. Kind of, sort of. But you, I, I think you can count the Secret Lair as a product, though, whereas yeah. ordering singles off TCG, I don't think you can count as a product. Um, when I went through for product of the year, I had absolutely no idea what even came out this year. So like when we were, when I was trying to come up with things for these categories, the first thing I did was go through and list all of the things that came out this year and like 43 of them or something were secret layers. And that got me thinking that the only thing that I'm pretty sure the only thing that you had bought this year was a secret lair which is so weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, like no, a I, secret
1: lair is the sole thing that got your money.
0: Yeah, that's it. I bought one secret lair and then I uh I have pre-ordered my secret layers for uh the commander deck one. Yeah, and some and whatever the the, the foil ones. Yeah, the foil Phryxian Tower or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Um, But I've not bought a pack of magic cards. Yeah.
1: Um, all year. So does that make secret lair best product by default? I think I've spent more on secret lairs than I have, like, sealed product this year.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think the product has to be, like, a thing that you gave wizards for money for directly. Right? Okay. Like... Because I think, like, you know, I didn't draft time Spyro Masters, but I was like excited about that, like preview season. Yeah, like I could see that as being like, you know, something you could see as like product of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't I can't give it to Modern Horizons too. I can't. No, um, I,
1: I I do not wish to give it to Modern Horizons yeah.
0: too. Can't do alchemy. Nope, Strixhaven, not like the, draft, the draft environment was, eh. It did give us some interesting cards like a Siege Witch or Sedgemore Witch. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, with
1: and, a Bloom Apprentice, Plum the Forbidden.
0: Yeah. Um, and yes, the uh, mystical archives were neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's an, I mean, there's an argument for Strixhaven, but yep. I don't know, like Time Spiral, like the the thing is, is like we did. We started we got on the old border train and yeah. just could not get off. They just old bordered everything.
1: Well, I think they're letting up now though. Like we got Hopefully. old border in Times Farrel remastered. We got old border in Modern Horizons two. We got Old Border with a couple secret layers. And is that it? I think.
0: So they may have, they may have uh, let their foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. But I think you could do time spiral remastered, like Yeah. You know, the world being what it was, I didn't draft it, but that was one that I was like, oh, like I wanted to interact with. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't well, just gonna like buy boxes. Lucky
1: for you, if we ever get a a time and a place where there's some free time and we have some some friends to draft. I have two boxes sitting on my shelf for a rainy Ooh. day. Ooh. All right. Next up. Uh,
0: most broken card of the year um, Yep. I understand there are nominees I think there's only one winner that we can I all agree, agree on yep. so the first Ragabond. Is, is Ragabond we'll go through the yeah, other it's ones Ragabond. It's Ragabond. <laughs> um, Hallbreaker Horror um, the fact that like it kind of pushed um, oh god what is it called Uh, Elrond's Epiphany out as like the blue finisher is kind of amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it feeds on that exact kind of thing. It's like, so so what does this card excel at? It wants me to get to eight mana, flash it in in response to your stupid sorcery, and then cast Mm -hmm. an opt and annihilate you. It's like, oh, yeah, and then make it so
1: that you don't play magic the rest of the game.
0: Yes. I'm just gonna play a bunch of ups and I'm gonna bounce a bunch of your stuff. It's gonna be a blast. Yep.
1: Um, yep. I don't I, mean, I don't know that it's necessarily the most broken. Um, I agree that it's not a very healthy design. It is not. Like so. I
0: think this is something we've talked about before, where on one hand, for years and years and years and years and years, the design team Could be like, wow, this card does a lot of stuff. I'm going to make it cost seven mana. Yeah. And right, seven mana is like infinitely more than six. Right. And so we got to pay people off for dumping their seven mana in. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, like, they just keep making the blue green draft archetype. Yeah. Rampy big stuff, which puts enough random ramp into the format. And they also introduced treasures into blue red, so yeah. now you have these other ways to ramp. So like Hallbreaker Horror is like a five drop, and basically those that text on a five drop
1: doesn't work. No, unreal. Right, unreal so, the power that yes.
0: Right, because like you know your opponent, I don't know, they play a Prismari Command they two one of your things and they make a treasure and Mm. then they get another treasure some other way. And now you're staring down like this thing. Right. And they're just like, uh, and you tap out, you play your gold, you pay a gold span dragon. And you're like, they flash in their seven, seven. And they're like, okay, let's go. (laughs) And it's like, it's a race. I'm going to win. hit you for seven, bounce this gold span dragon, and then bounce it again. When you go to cast it, it's been fun. Yep. And then they're just like, oh, okay. I guess I'm done. Thank you. Um we have Om- Omnath uh from last year. Uh so so scarring as a design and a magic card. People still a year later have not recovered. So we did yeah. this last year. Retroactively, twenty twenty most broken card is Omnath. Uh <laughs> Someone right now, I mentioned Omnath, and they crawled under their desk. They're like, "No,
1: no, don't do it they again." They retreated into their turtle shell, pulled their shirt up over their head, Like exactly. no pulled more. their arms in, no Let their, their knees into their sweatshirt.
0: Yeah, just rocking in a chair. <laughs> no. Um, so Omnath did some work. Uh, uh, as we mentioned, I guess, like
1: if Omnath and Hullbreaker are on here, Elrond's epiphany should be in the conversation.
0: I mean Elrond's Epiphany and I don't think you can separate Elrond's Epiphany from Goldspan Dragon. Right? Yeah. Just the fact that Goldspan Dragon True. let you yeah. get yep. to let you get to the to you know again, like at seven mana, card is fine. At mm-hmm. six mana not great. But at like four mana, five mana, because you got like Two treasures from your gold span dragon.
1: Yeah.
0: Card is not okay at not all. Not
1: cool, dude.
0: Um so we have the winner, Raghavan. Uh we've, Raghavan. we've, we've talked about him to the point um uh Anzid Mtg wrote like a three page manifesto open letter to wizards, breaking oh, yeah. down every line of Raghavan and why it's wrong. <laughs> and like why it needs to be Explore. banned. Like, to the point, like, Raghavan has made it so they've not fired a Legacy Challenge in, like, four months.
1: Oh, man.
0: Like, Legacy Challenges have not fired for months. Um, yeah. They were, like, they have graphs of, like, the average number of players in Legacy Leagues and how they're going down. Yeah. Like, just just wild the impact this card has had.
1: I wonder if that's why Three uh, Benyu's been doing Popper content.
0: Uh yes, he had talked about yeah. like doing some of his modern videos. Like I'm doing modern stuff because I don't want to play Legacy anymore until they yeah. change it, until Rockivon goes away. Wow. And yeah, so like someone who like has made their name on playing Legacy is like, I can't. I'll play Boros, Bully and Popper as opposed mm-hmm. to play against Monkey. Because I'll go into a popper league and I'll play against, I don't know, a hundred different cards across my five matches. Yeah. As opposed to, I will play against twenty different cards across my four <laughs> matches, uh, five matches of Legacy. Yeah. Um, we have Urza's Saga, the card that I fir- was I thought was going to be banned first for Modern, and I don't know if it will be. But yeah, I don't
1: know that. I mean, it's definitely powerful, and it promotes not the healthiest gameplay. So I wouldn't like disagree with a ban, but in the face of Ragavan, like it seems pretty, pretty fine.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, for our Popper fans, we have Chatterstorm. Mm-hmm. That uh, when the card was printed, I do believe I said the best deck in Popper is Storm now until they ban yes. Chatterstorm.
1: Yep, and, and it was.
0: Yeah, I was like, do not buy Chatterstorms. They will get ba- Like, don't buy this deck because mm-hmm. it will get banned. And it wasn't a cheap deck. And it got banned. Right. Um, like, yeah, a lot can't... of the
1: weird Storm cards were, like, old, yes. old stuff.
0: And just, like, Lotus Petals are, like, 10 yeah. bucks a pop, right? Um, there's another card that's not on here that is like innocuous but is also a problem from the year. It's another Modern okay. Horizons 2 card.
1: Oh, it's what's that?
0: Prismatic ending.
1: Yeah, you think that's not okay?
0: So here's here's the thing. Uh PK has talked about it a lot, and he's basically like, this card should be banned, but we never ban cards like this. And it's just such a flexible card. It covers everything to the point that people are cutting swords to plowshares to play it. Right? Like, oh, your opponent played a vial. Cool, all prismatic ending it. Oh, they played a creature. Cool, all prismatic ending it. Oh, you played an enchantment. All prismatic
1: ending it. Flexible answers are something that are normally healthy for a format. I mean, I
0: agree, but I think that it's, I don't know how to, it's so efficient and so flexible, right? I mean, it's not like, oh uh, council judgment. Yeah. Right. Like if you play council judgment for this, you don't know one white, white for a sorcery that is, you vote and you exile the card that lost the vote right right So each player votes if there's a tie, you exile both cards. so you, like mm-hmm. you vote first and you're like I want to exile that so your opponent has to pick that or get something else exiled um, right. And it's upside was it was it didn't target so it could get around protection like for true Tr- 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 nemesis
2: right mm-hmm.
0: but right like if your opponent plays a vial on one, you have to wait till turn three before you can uh kill their thing. Kill their vial. Yeah. So they can get some value out of it. Right? Oh, you played your vial, like okay, I'll just pay one mana and get rid of it. We're
1: tempo neutral and we just move on. Right.
0: I don't know, it might not it's it's just I, know, I have
1: a hard time saying that like like for one, like weight needs a little bit of bump in power. Just kind of in general.
0: Yeah, I guess it's Um, the fact that like, there's a ton of decks that in modern and legacy that are Jeskai. Yeah, and they're Jeskai, so they can play Prismatic Ending. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's such a powerful card. People are taking their blue red deck and putting white in it, so
1: they yeah. But like, that's not a huge ask in those formats, though.
0: It's not, but like.
1: Like, that could easily be, like, Grixis. You know what I mean? Like, if you really needed Thoughtseize or whatever, like, you could play Grixis.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not... How how
1: much more... Like, I realize it's less mana and slightly more... And I, I think it's only slightly more versatile, but, like, how different is it from Abrupt Decay? And I don't think anybody has ever, like, championed a banning of Abrupt Decay.
0: Well, I think that is the, like that is the point, right? Is that these types of cards never get banned, mm-hmm. right? Is, is PK's point is they never get banned, right? But this card is like, just it's everywhere to the point of like, right? You can't play Abrupt Decay in your in your uh, because it's two colors, right? Like that's yeah, you're the, not the gonna drawback, splash it, right? Yeah. That's the drawback, like it being like. It being a card that is one color that wants you to be three colors, right? And mm-hmm. also, like, in a world of loris, it just kills everything. Yeah. Right? Like, no, you can make the same argument for Abrupt Decay, but you can't put the best red cards, Monkey and Dragon Race Chandler, and the best blue cards. Oh, we, we forgot to mention Murktide Regent. Uh, yeah. Murktide Regent and all the cantrips with an Abrupt Decay right and you can't like just play it a braid because god forbid what if they play you know a, an enchantment
1: right but look that's kind of the same problem that we were running into when we were talking about alchemy, though like is it is that a problem with the format or is it a problem with the economy whereas here is is that a problem with prismatic ending or is or that all a the cards around it a problem with the monkey and dragon yeah, or, yeah dragon race Channeler and merc no, region it, it very
0: well could be not it could be that we can't like, you know, you can't pull out uh you can't disentangle yeah. uh the like the impact prismatic ending is having with the fact that you have all these other cards that are just horror shows.
1: Right. And that, like I get the I get the point that like PK was making also where um like these sorts of cards normally don't have things happen to them. But remember, I don't know, was it four years ago now when Aether Revolt came out? Mm-hmm. And Fatal Push was everywhere in the $10 uncommon while it was in print. And, you know, this is the best removal spell we've ever had and will ever have. Like, even at that point, I don't think people were championing a, ban- championing no. a banning I, I th- of Fatal I think Push.
0: The, I think the difference is, right? Um,. With a Fatal Push, right, you have, like, we talked about this with Ravenous Chupacabra years ago, right? Like, the sweat of, like, oh, hey, I'm going to play my Baneslayer Angel, and I really hope, like, I get to untap, because then I'll, like, start to get value, right? Yeah. And cards like Ravenous chupacabra make it so you can't play Baneslayer Angels, right? Yeah. Because you just never, you always have to play cards that immediately come in and get value, Right. And where, if you are playing against Grixis, you know, and they have, you know, the the blue red, you know, Raghavan uh, expressive iteration shell, and mm-hmm. they have Fatal Push, well, that if you play an artifact or an enchantment, you know they can't kill it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you, like, the fact that it's so versatile means that you, as the opponent, There's you have to hope they don't have it because if they have it, they have all of your all of your possible plays are covered. Right. Unless it's prime time. Right? Unless it's five mana or four or six mana, right? So like there's never when cards get too flexible, I think that you run into right. And on one hand, more flexible cards is better because you don't get run over. Mm -hmm. But as a person who's trying to run someone over, like those decks get pushed out, right? Because, you know, you don't ever, you don't ever get to get an advantage, right? Because you never have a spot where your card's just gonna stay on the yeah. battlefield. So, like, it. I just think that it.
1: I mean, it's it's a sorcery too, though.
0: It is. It is. No, I I I just feel like it's a card that. You know can be problematic because you always you have everything covered right swords the plowshares yeah. is, is great but if your opponent plays an Ether vial right they're gonna play two they're gonna play two creatures on their next turn and you can only take care of one yeah right and then on their next turn they're gonna play three creatures whereas like yeah.
1: th- this but you then just... they're out of cards in their hand and you you wrath them and yeah like you're back to square one yeah yeah like, there's play against vile. Like, I mean, I I agree, and I see like where it could like fall under the problematic category. I don't. I don't think a card like that can be broken, though.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. But again, this is all moot because we know that the most broken card of the year is Ragavan.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's Ragavan. <laughs> all,
1: right. all right. Moving on. <laughs> what is uh, we uh, next up? We have uh, most broken product of the year. Uh, this also is a clear winner yeah so we have two
0: options yep. and it's uh jumpstart modern horizons or jumpstart was it what was it called jumpstart historic, Her- historic horizons
1: historic. Yeah. yeah
0: and then modern horizons too yep. and uh yeah it's modern horizons too we just spent like 20 minutes talking about like an uncommon removal spell um
1: right from the set and, and also like a reasonable portion of Jumpstart Historic was Modern Horizons two, so
0: Yes. And this is uh one of my problems with historic now is yep. the number of decks that are just modern Horizons two like decks. Right. So mm-hmm. like I usually play best of one. There's the red green shamans deck. Yes. Which is <laughs> I like forgot all
1: about that deck. I forget about it until it absolutely crushes me. And then I'm like, oh, this deck is so gross. And then I forget about it again until it crushes me again.
0: Yeah, but they're like, uh, war Elf, uh, then they play like whatever the, the anarchist or whatever, goblin anarchist. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I'll play, uh, the, uh, oh gosh, what is it? The, the stupid shaman, uh, Mm -hmm. panarmonicon thing. And then, yeah. like the next turn, they like dump their hand, have like twelve power, and attack you, and get like three tr- uh, get six triggers. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm dead now. That yes. was cool. And it's just like, oh, it was like a bunch of Modern Horizons cards, and then like random card from Lorwyn block that works <laughs> well with this one Modern Horizons card. Like yeah. this card is only on Arena because you put these three Monitor Horizons two cards on Arena, <laughs> or you know, uh, the the blue red deck in uh, Historic is like, oh, I'm gonna play Dragon's Rage Chandler and then I'm gonna play uh, Unholy Heat and kill your thing. It's just
1: like no, that's gosh. another card we didn't talk about.
0: Yeah, Unholy Heat. Yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna look back and be like, oh wow. Well, Modern Horizons... Modern Horizons 2 might be, like, one of the worst sets for the overall health of magic of all time.
1: I can get behind that.
0: Like, we might... You know, just the way people think about, like, Combo Winner and, like, Memory Jar, Necropotence. Yeah. uh, Ultrasi Summer. Tolarian Academy. Like, oh, man. Like, so many... Yeah, so many of these cards were just another Modern Horizons uh, All Star. Yeah, uh, yeah. These cards are just so awful. Like we're gonna look back and be like, "Wow, there were like what were they
1: thinking?" Yeah, like
0: <laughs> what was going on? And we've not even mentioned like the pitch cast uh, evoke elementals.
1: Oh, they're coming up next.
0: Yes, but like in terms of like, you know, broken cards like Solitude is sixty dollars. And like any deck that has any white mana in it just plays solitudes and fury. We were like, oh, it's not that good because it doesn't have flash, just like much like uh renin six, like banned one toughness creatures from legacy. Yeah, it's like, oh, you have two one ones and a two two. Oh, I'm sorry, you have nothing. (laughs) Like, you just get your board wrathed, right. Imagine, if you will, playing elves in 2021, (laughs) right? You, like, dump your hand and they just play a fury, like, merc four of your things, and then lightning bolt the other thing, and then play a threat. And you're just like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Like, okay, cool. I guess I'll keep this 1-1 and
1: hope you draw uh, lead the stampede and hope that you have time to cast it <laughs> and, and something result, else
0: yeah but it's just like ah uh. but yeah i think that we're going to look back and go like wow this set broke yeah like i agree realistically three formats mm-hmm. like if you if you want to count historic as like an actual ish format right it yeah. broke historic like historic yep. is just modern horizons cards now yep um it broke Modern. Modern is only like uh Fetchlands and Shocklands
1: and then and Modern Horizons cards. Modern
0: Horizons cards and a few other cards to like hold it together. Mm-hmm. Um and then Legacy is like all modern horizons cards.
1: Well, I mean legacy is miserable to the point where people don't want to play the format at all.
0: Yeah, because it's like it's the same handful of decks. Yep. And so like like so, Legacy when you, is standard. Yeah. So, just like when you like settle into like, okay, I guess that we're like a, a band format. Okay. I guess we got to play against Uro all the time. This is the only place Uro is legal. I was like, nope, it's monkey time. Hope yep. you <laughs> like Uro was, a, was like odd enough. Uro is uh, too good for Legacy uh, for like a, a year. And I was like, nope, no, it's monkey. Like, don't worry about it. Yep. Like,
1: carry so, Zev's pet old Uro to hold its beer.
0: Yeah, just like everyone's like uh, like these cards from Modern Horizons, uh, Raghavan Dragon to Chandler, Murktide Regent right, they uh, are making people go like, okay, can we just maybe ban the old cards out of Delver? Yeah. So that like these other cards aren't, these cards are going to keep printing aren't as oppressive? Because yeah. clearly they're not going to stop printing like ridiculous cards. Yeah. So maybe we need to ban Days and Brainstorm to <laughs> make it it's so wild, man. legacy wild. is functional. Because they're just gonna keep printing Modern Horizons products. Yeah. But yeah. So Modern Horizons 2 uh Clear winner. Clear winner. We're gonna look back and be like, Wow, who who playtested this? <laughs> And Patrick Sullivan's going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're bad at this. And I'm like, sure. Sure I am. Re- re- remember when uh, Sam Black told you guys that you can't do this with Loris being legal? And you were like, shh. <laughs> shh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oops. You couldn't do it without Loris either. Uh, yeah. All right. So-, so worst
1: card of the year. Um, I didn't. This one is kind of poorly defined. Yeah, Um, much like like the others, I didn't really give, you know, set constraints for it. So whatever you thought was the worst card of the year, it could be just a bad card. It could be worst card for the health of the game, which I think is what a lot of people went with here. Um, Could have been anything.
0: Yeah.
1: So we have two nominees from you guys. Uh, the first is Fury, mm-hmm. as it invalidates small creature decks. And I'll just add that Solitude kind of does this also, mm-hmm. although it's a little bit less punishing than Fury. Yes. And we have Elrond's Epiphany.
0: Um, So this might be more mechanical, yeah. but just like moving... All the cards that make treasures in red and black. In red and blue. Like the Grixis treasure cards. Yeah. Just because you weren't supposed to be able to ramp in Grixis. Right?
1: Um, I mean, red has had temporary ramp before. Rituals. Well, it also had... Was it Generator Servant from like N15? Mm. and that like there's some creatures in the past that have made mana but it's always temporary mana it's
0: it's always um like i think that the difference there is it was always a card right you had to give up a card for your mana yes so like but uh prismatic uh, uh prismatic command right mm-hmm. i'll kill your 2 and make a treasure right okay now you're now you're on 5 mana right cool you're gonna i'm gonna play Nick, Nickelback, Nickelbackets, nickel Bag nickel baggets nickel bolus dragon god which happened to me on turn four out of a grixis deck and you're just like yeah this isn't supposed to happen yeah uh but yeah just like the 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 fact that we've kind of broke the color pie with like prismari command mm-hmm. and stuff like that where you're just like uh
1: so is your worst card of the year a token
0: my worst card of the year is, is the treasure token no I can get behind like maybe just like as a group the pitch elementals or the the alternate cast elemental uh, evoke elementals there we go Yeah. just because like maybe like as a group because other than the blue one sorry buddy like, yeah the white one invalid invalidates uh, large creature decks Mm -hmm. Right. Or just sometimes creature decks in general, right?
1: Well, yeah. Creature decks in general, because kind of like Fury, like we talked about, you know, can just clean up a board of weenies. Um, Solitude kind of does that as well, because, well, I guess it doesn't because they gain the life. Yeah, but I mean, I was thinking the life gain offset it, but yeah.
0: But still, like, you know, God help you get to five mana right, right. you're training like, tempo yeah and like you attack you attack and they're just like uh i'm going to flash this in i will exile your creature block your other one and you're just like oh yeah i guess i lose now Yeah. um and then End- endurance endurance
1: like, like nukes every graveyard deck
0: yeah like even like dumb stuff like oh i want to play mill because i'm a monster yeah oh, my opponent played a forest, I guess there's a chance I can just never win this game. Right. I better have three Tasha's Hideous Laughters, but if I have an archive trap, we're done here. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, the the black one, we all thought was going to be, like, the one that was the problem, but, it, I mean, they there are still, like, uh, you know ephemerate decks and then like the black like the like you know when this creature dies or turn it to throw the battlefield the black effects yeah. yeah right like I don't think we I don't think we realized how powerful these effects were with mm-hmm. blink and then how hard people were going to go to make that happen right right and I think that's something that like you're like oh hey I like put my fury in and then I'll cast an ephemerate yeah and now you really have no creatures,
1: right? <laughs> and we'll never have creatures for the rest of the game.
0: Yes. Oh, you want you yeah. want to cast something on your turn? Uh, well, you see, I'm just gonna eat it with my ephemerate yeah. This uh, going to rebound, so yeah,
1: uh, that's gonna be a no from me.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't. Like, I'm gonna time walk you yeah. because of this one mana spell that already like time walked you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, like it might just be the the evoke elementals like as a as a team because I was thinking yeah like the like we started we all started out when the black one got spoiled like oh god this is a problem well
1: so think of what happens to the format if it moves though like the black one is very powerful It's just being outclassed by things that the rest of the formats doing right now yeah I mean so like what the happens reason- if the format shifts and then all of a sudden grief is like. Yeah, the best thing you can do.
0: Like so, the reason that Solitude and Fury are good right now is what do you have to do in the format? Well, you have to hammer people, right? Which Solitude just annihilates you, right? Right. Uh, If you're trying to hammer, right, you you oftentimes are playing cheap creatures. So if you don't have the hammer when you're getting your board set up, Mm -hmm. well, Fury comes down and kills. You know an ornithopter a mem an ornithopter and a uh stone for joystick yeah right okay that buys you a ton of time
3: mm-hmm.
0: um you know uh endurance again just for like graveyard stuff so you're right like if we like go from like hey i have to be like rogavon and um dragon's race chandler to yeah. i'm gonna play like i'm gonna play a mid-range game like Tarmogoyf is good, Mm -hmm. right? Then like grief gets good, right? right? Because like it plays that mid range game really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though I mean I think the cap on on uh, grief going forward is it's in the same colors as Loris. Yeah. Right. So like, how good is grief uh, compared to having Loris as your command uh, your companion?
1: No, you were right when you said commander. (laughs) Yeah,
0: as your commander, right? Like how? Like that is that is the uh, the trade off that you're making. But no, Mm -hmm. you're right. Like if we go, if modern slows down, then grief gets better. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, like there, it's just like sitting there, just like lingering, and then the blue one just didn't get to play.
1: Yeah, but well, like can you imagine like? you know, say the format gets to a place where, like, Titan's the best deck in the format. hmm And, you know, you sit down across from your opponent and your p- opponent goes, like, planes, evoke out a grief, ephemerate it, take your amulet and your Titan, and you're left with, like, two bounce lands and an explorer.
0: Yeah, and then, like, the next turn they take your explore. Yeah. It's just like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, you, you're right. Like, you're just, it's just backbreaking. And you yeah. basically can't recover. Um, But yeah, like, I think it's evoke elementals. But there's just been so many cards that have mm-hmm. just, like, been blah. That you yeah. just look back on and you're like, why? Why are these here? Yeah. But yeah.
1: So, I, I, would, uh, I would like to give Treasure Token an, an honorable mention here. Like, maybe okay. it gets second place.
0: Okay, like, but... I don't know. Just think of all the things that have make a treasure token tacked onto them. Yeah. Right. I mean, we talked about in the pre-show deadly dispute. Yeah. It's a $3 common. Right. Because it's village rights that ramps you later. Mhm. Right. And right, oh hey, I have a, a shambling ghast. So now I get double ramp and I'm going to play a five drop on turn 3 out of my black deck.
3: <laughs> yep.
0: So what's your curve? Shambling gas. Then I'm gonna draw two cards and make two treasures, and I'm gonna play a goldspan dragon with three swamps. Yeah, that's not okay.
1: That's kind of a another point that I don't know. We had talked a bunch about alchemy being like Hearthstone now, right? Like Magic yeah. is Hearthstone now. Well, I mean, treasures kind of reinforce that too, right? Yeah. You're you're making the mana system more like like Hearthstone, where you get mana. Like every
0: turn, you know, you're yeah. gonna, hey, it's like turn five, and I'm gonna have five mana. Yeah, I don't know. All right, worst product of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have, I think we have a clear, uh, a clear winner here, but
0: there, there, well, there is also circling back to uh, modern, <laughs> modern Horizons too. Yeah, modern Horizons <laughs> too. We could put that one back on there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think winning most broken uh, precludes you from worst, though.
0: Probably, again, if if you look at worst as worst for <laughs> yeah. for the long term health of Magic. All right, yeah. so we have uh, the first one is the Commander decks.
1: Yeah, the uh, this was a listener submission, and the argument was that they took kind of the spirit out of Commander, where Commander used to be a format where you kind of played with the scraps you know, there might've been a cool legendary in a set and you cobbled something together around it. And it was more about brewing and like flavor and stuff like that. Whereas now the commander decks are, a lot of them are just like the best thing you can do. If you think about like Edgar Markov or like AC is just like another version of Tetiova, mm-hmm. which is like one of the best things you can be doing. Um, the cards are really pushed, and just like Modern Horizons is pushing things out of Modern, the Commander decks are pushing Commanders out of Commander.
0: Yeah, well, I saw a tweet today where it's someone who, like you know, does a lot of um, Commander stuff, and they're just like, "It's amazing to me how like quickly Commanders, uh, legendaries age in Commander now." Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she was like, "I can't imagine." brewing around a commander from all the way back in 2019 (laughs) yeah right because like those cards in the legends we get now are a million miles apart yeah right i mean again it's like we chad's like bro get me commander nerd beans Mm -hmm. and so instead of like what is fun it's let's take a mana off of something right. or let's la- add an extra line of text.
1: Yeah. Like, add an ability.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if Tatsuova drew you a card and let you play an extra land? Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll do that.
1: Right. And opposed- we'll make it a relevant creature type too.
0: Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, you know, well, someone pointed out that like, uh, the new, uh, Kamigawa ninja that got spoiled that gives all your creatures ninjutsu yeah uh they just printed some random blue black legend in vow that like cares yeah, about serpents
2: hmm? yeah
1: runo stormkirk
0: yeah they're like uh to be the sea serpent commander they're like oh no the ninjutsu guy is now the best sea serpent commander
1: right that like doesn't have anything to do with sea serpents
0: yeah but it's like it. Yeah. Like the thing that you printed to be the Sea Serpent Commander
1: mm-hmm. is
0: not the Sea Serpent Commander now because you printed something that's like wildly better.
1: Well, I'll take that kind of a step further because one of one of the last commander decks that I put together was Around of the Dread Tide from mm-hmm. Commander Legends. Yeah. Which was like a weird blue black like Merfolk that lets you pull stuff out of the graveyard like temporarily and this new commander ninjutsu thing or this new ninjutsu guy is like kind like it's a better commander for that deck which is weird because that deck was built around like that encore mechanic but this it is just a better version of that card that like had nothing to do with that deck and you know i I didn't brew that deck with you know, ninjutsu in mind or whatever, but, like, this commander just works better for that deck.
0: Yeah, and, like, that just keeps happening. And, like, they can't keep making new commander products without, like, invalidating the old ones. Yeah. Right? And this has been going on for years. We've talked about, like, commander players who are, like, we were happier when they just left commander alone. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm sure that I'm sure that if you got people who started playing Modern in 2013 mm-hmm. 2014 like right when it started, yeah, and you were like, okay, real talk, would you be happier if there wasn't Modern Horizons at all? Yeah, they'd be like, yeah, I'd be much happier if they like had to design their Modern cards
1: through standard
0: through standard, yeah, so that there like was some like g- like gloves or because ra- like. You could never put Rogavan
1: through Standard. Absolutely not. There's no way. Like, you'd have to neuter Red so hard to make that card like okay.
0: You could maybe do Dragon's Rage Chandler if, yeah. like, it was in like a core set. So, not that it's like a good core set card, but like that it was only gonna spend like a year in Standard yeah so you could be like all right we can't let the spells get too wild mm-hmm. right maybe it gets through but maybe it only gets plus one plus one and has to attack mm. every turn if it's in standard yeah as opposed to plus two plus two or it gets plus two plus one yeah right there's there's some tweaking to it but i'm sure that like you know we were like can we just can you just make cards for standard and try to make standard good Right. And then let us find the cards for our formats. Right. Right. The popper people, right? Like with modern horizons and the commander products happen to like jack up the power level. Uh, right. Right. Now popper every he, uh, Brad was saying what every set is like, oh, I get like six cards a set that are now good in popper.
1: No, just wait till they get popper horizons. Oh my God. Where it's just a set of all commons. There's yeah, no for, rares or mythics, and the packs are six dollars a piece. I
0: was gonna say seven dollars a piece,
1: but yeah. yeah, 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 for all commons.
0: All right, the next worst product of the year, um, uh, adventures in the forgotten realms. Yes. Um,
1: that is hard. My pick.
0: C- it is completely and totally like forgettable. Yeah. Um, like it had a. Not great draft environment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the one entire draft archetype, just impossible, could not work. <laughs> right? Just like the dungeons were bad.
1: Yeah. And also had one archetype that was like hands down the only thing to do, even if there was multiples at the table.
0: Yeah. It was like, I am red black. Oh, you yeah. are also red black. We will both have a good deck. Right. Seems decent. I will see you in the finals. Um and then we have Arena in general.
1: <laughs> yeah, I promise that's not me. I did not come up with that one.
0: Um again, Arena has been the way we've been able to play magic over the last year. Yeah. Or almost two years now. Two, two years, now. yeah. Um it is not perfect. I have I am more down on it than I was six months ago, mm-hmm. but
1: haven't like, uninstalled it yet. Have you? I
0: haven't uninstalled. I play it every day. Yeah, like even on Christmas Day, I got my workout in. I got three wins or two wins, and then like went and did Christmas, and then the next day I went like, oh, I guess I only got a couple wins. Eh, it's all right. But I still yeah. like play it every day. Yep. It is not without its flaws, but mm-hmm. it is. Um, I
1: don't think it's the worst product.
0: Yeah. And then, like, you know, we can argue about this. Like, there's an argument that, like, Secret Layer and, like, what it's doing, like, to the Wizard's business model slash, like, uh, the local game store. Right? like Because yeah. these could very easily just be, like, um, from the vaults?
1: From the vaults, yeah.
0: Right? But instead of I mean, sending bar kind of from the vaults,
1: they're just they... through wizards instead of through yeah, game score.
0: Yeah, but instead of, you know, sending ten from the vaults to every game score, they could send forty. Yeah. And just be like, Hey, we're gonna charge you twenty dollars a piece, like for these, you know, once mm-hmm. it gets through your distributor and stuff, you're gonna be able to sell these for thirty or forty, make a ton of money, keep your doors open. Yeah. But now Wizards is like, wait, I can do. I can just sell them for forty, and instead of making fifteen dollars a piece, I'm making forty dollars a piece. Bro, that's how you get the beans, bro.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I understand where it could it could be better, and I think that's what you're saying is like the implementation could be much better on this. Um. But I don't hate them either. No,
0: I don't hate them. I'm just saying that like more of this could be something that like much like um, from the vault was kind of a like, hey, thank you for stocking our product every year. Yeah. Here's like a thing that you're going to make a ton of money on to help keep you to help keep your doors open. And, you know, they probably couldn't do the volume of secret layers you know they couldn't do 43 so, with the game
1: stores. So here's another problem with I'm just trying to think through this in my head real quick. Um one of the reasons they may not be doing that is because they're trying to push premium stores. Mhm. And it's not easy to get premium.
0: Yes, I know we've talked about it. It is very difficult.
1: Um this would totally be something that they would limit to premium stores. Yeah. I'm and just saying that, like,
0: it'd you know, be nice if they were trying to would,
1: people. Yeah. Like, while that would help game stores, like premium stores, um, I don't think that would serve enough people.
0: Yeah. Very true.
1: Like, or, or would you drive to Cape Fear for a thing to, to buy, I don't know, Mark Poole's Secret Lair? No, on the day it came out, because they're probably going to sell out. Otherwise,
0: no, no, and you're right. Like it, on one hand, it increases the availability of the product to everyone, yeah. but on the other hand, like it just doesn't help out the local game stores. So yeah,
1: I mean, maybe at some point in the future they'll have like WP and exclusive secret layers because they
0: did the they did the which I'm toys. sure,
1: yeah, and I'm sure people would bitch about that too. So
0: yeah we can never make anyone happy but i think worst product of the year has to go to adventures
1: in the forgotten realms i agree clear winner in my book
0: (laughs) no one i don't know anyone who liked that set for like Uh, any best selling selling set of all time best selling set of all time. exactly
1: has a three dollar common yes best selling set ever has a three dollar
0: common still in print three dollar common yeah, that's not how best-selling sets of all time work. No, definitely not. I have I have cons commons right now that are not three dollars. Right. Um. All right. Best mechanic.
1: Yeah, we got a bunch of them here. Some good I, ones too.
0: I did find funny that some of our best mechanics also show up on our worst mechanics list. But uh, so it's kind of <laughs> funny the the, the polarization yeah. there. So yeah. we have Fortel, right? The cost reducing mm-hmm. mechanic. So you pay what is it, two to put yep, the card in exile. Yep. And, and then, then you, you normally dis- it
1: has like a discount on the back end or it does something different when you cast yeah. it from Fortel. Um, um then we have blood tokens from Vow. Uh artifact token, you pay one second, discard a card, draw a card. Mm-hmm.
0: It is a phenomenal limited mechanic because it basically gives all of your stuff cycling one.
1: Which is awesome.
0: Yes, which like LSV has talked about of LR, like he would build his like uh, blood decks to have a curve that stopped at five. Mm -hmm. So he could just discard every single land he drew for the rest of the game to a blood token. Yep. Yep, And like it just makes limited better. It hasn't really broke into constructed really, but no. it's a cool really, mechanic. Though it's a really solid limited mechanic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Magecraft.
1: Yeah, it's a cool one. Yeah, the uh, kind of makes every color a spells matter color, mm-hmm. which isn't really something we've had.
0: Yeah. Um. Next is Ward, which is. Their their third try, uh, for yeah, third try at shroud.
1: Yeah, right. Shroud Shroud was proof ward.
0: Yeah, shroud was too good slash confusing because you wanted to put pants on your shroud creature and couldn't. Right. So we made it hexproof. Then you put pants on them and your opponent couldn't kill it, so they were sad. Now we have ward that you put pants on your ward creature, but if your opponent gets enough mana or pays the cost, they can interact with it. Yep. So it's making the creature more fragile, mm-hmm. which on one hand, like in limited, I think it's, you know, a, a, a net positive, mm-hmm. right? Because we, uh, oh gosh, what was the, the blue, blue, black, black, three, three flying hexproof. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Night Vale, Night vale Spectre? Spectre? Or, yeah. no, what, the, isn't Night Vale Spectre the one that, like, Thief Sand Oh, yeah, is? that was the hybrid one, yeah. But it's like Night Vale something or whatever. Yeah. Right? We all. Predator? Maybe. Prowler? Prowler it, we all had, like, reasonable games of limited just end of that card. Oh, yeah. And you're just, <laughs> just like, can't oh, do anything. I can never win now. I don't yeah. have, like, I don't have a flyer so I can't ever interact with this, so I'm going to die. Or I have a flyer, but you're blue-black, so it's going to die, and then I'm going to die.
1: Right.
0: Uh. So, like, on one hand, like, I think it's better and Limited, but, like, I don't know, like, you lose the ability to, like, as much as we've complained about, like, the
1: Boggles decks. Boggles, yeah. Like I don't know, I, I think it adds, like, a cool new interaction point as well, because... As we've seen, you can have some weird ward costs. Yeah, like, like pay discard life card. or discard cards, or yeah,
0: um, and like you know the boggles decks now. A lot of them have like what is it, Karametra's blessing, mm-hmm. right? Where like they're they're putting pants on a thing that doesn't have yeah hexproof, and then they're just trying to protect it. So like ward just gives them longer to find the thing, mm-hmm. but you could still maybe interact with it. So it has some good um uh some good points. Yep. Um we did not put the next one on the list. Nope. Was not us. Uh the new evoke pitch cards. I think the person specifically said if I remember that like not specifically these cards, but like the concept.
1: Yeah, not the implementation, but the idea of
0: Yeah. So like I guess I could see like if they had
1: if Moldrifter Drifter was a pitch card.
0: Yeah, or if, yeah, like if Moldrifter Drifter had a pitch cost or you gained life or it wasn't like apparently yeah. the blue one's fine cuz no one plays it. <laughs> um right like if Endurance gave a creature +3 plus +3 three, plus three, mm. or like put 2 +1 plus +1 one, plus one counters on a creature. When yeah. it ETB, right? Like that would be a good effect, but it wouldn't be like game breaking, right? Uh, or I don't know if if Fury could only if Fury just flame Punk covered. yeah, or it was only two creatures. So you traded two cards, right? Your Fury and the card you pitched, for two, for two of cards. your opponent's card, as opposed to like trading your two cards for four of your opponent's cards or three, yeah. All right. so yeah, like changing, turning the knobs a little bit, but like as an idea of like, hey, let's have a something that has a different like alternative cost. Yeah, because I mean, think about the the ones from Modern Horizons one. How many of those saw play? Like,
1: um, the green the blue one, one. And the blue one.
0: Yeah, green and blue. That's it. Yeah. Right, the white one's bad. The black one's bad, and the red one is laughably bad god awful yeah make two three ones
1: didn't tom ross say the white one was like the best one card in the set
0: no (laughs) no one has bothered to figure out how yeah um and then disturb which i guess like it's a really like in terms of like design right it's already demonstrated itself to be very flexible like that kind of like weird yeah, how they flashback in the sets yeah yeah right like i think it's a robust mechanic you can do it a lot it's it's kind of flashback in a way
1: yeah i mean it's it basically is flashback right. for creatures
0: yeah which i mean i guess if it's flashback it's for also kind it's... of like um embalm call it in eternal uh, yeah
1: i was gonna say um aftermath but yeah
0: yeah, and bomb and internalized flashback for creatures. Yeah, but like I think, like in terms of like design, I think mm-hmm. it's probably one of the better like it's one that could come up other places. And yeah, like, I mean, except makes for sense.
1: except that they called it disturbed, so it's got to be like ghosty horror themed, whatever. I guess which makes it hard to come back.
0: Yeah, uh, and then we have learn. Mm-hmm and learn is weird
1: it is in weird. that
0: learn didn't do a whole lot until like Saltite Ultimatum went away it wasn't right. like it was a mechanic that like was made and immediately had an impact in Constructed Yeah, it showed up and you had to wait for the truly ridiculous stuff to go away <laughs> and like learn has just proven that like all that matters is cardboard yeah right like the lesson cards are for the most part eh right there's a couple that are good but for the most part it's eh
1: well i think it's weird that like normally when you're building a learn board it's like two copies of mascot expedition exhibition and like some random stuff that you never get <laughs> yeah well occasionally you'll get the one that like finds you a land or something it's like, and, like two
0: of that and two of the one that finds you a land yeah and then like yeah i guess um i guess i'm blue red so i guess i'll have the one that makes a four four yeah i guess i'll have the one that makes a three two yeah and i guess i'll have the really bad removal spell and then you're done
2: yeah
0: um and i mean in limited the mechanic like Kind of broke the format. Um, like, one, there was only like three playable colors in that format. Right. Uh, and <laughs> two, um, right. Like, you were taking learn cards, like pack one, pick one, or lessons super early. Yeah. Because you just were like, oh, like, I'll just take this bad lesson, this bad learn card later in the game and just get a card. It doesn't matter what.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter because I'll just be one up.
0: Yeah, I'll just be up a card, right? In yeah. uh, environmental sciences was like something you take in the first three picks because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I need to make sure that I can hit my third land drop so I can play. Uh, That's also for- colorless fixing. <laughs> yeah, but I-, I can play hunt for specimens. Yeah. And then. Uh, then get get this card and make sure I hit my third land drop. Yeah. Or cram session, give myself a buffer against an aggressive deck and hit my third land drop. Yeah. All right, so we have to make our decision. What is our... Uh,
1: best uh, new mechanic?
0: Best new mechanic.
1: Um, I mean, I kind of... There's a couple of them I think are pretty close. I dug blood tokens, I dug magecraft, and I dug ward.
0: Yeah, I think that, like, blood tokens are probably the best limited mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and magecraft is probably the most interesting mm-hmm. uh, constructed and probably limited mechanic in terms of, like, just what it what allows you to do in deck building. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, ward is just the... I don't know, it's the fixed.
1: Uh... It's. I mean, it's not just fixed, though, because it's additional design space. Yeah, it which, is. Which, is. you know, if we're operating under the assumption that Wizards is running out of card designs, then more design space is always good.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I think I'm uh, partial to blood tokens.
1: Okay. Sounds good to me. We will call okay. that one the winner.
0: Again, going back to the cube, I put cards in the cube that made blood tokens. Yeah. Because I liked how blood tokens played.
1: I mean, it's also cool because they're cheap. Like the, the cost on the card isn't very high. Yeah. Um, um it's and they're just an artifact token.
0: Yeah, they're they're <clears throat> kinda like oh gosh, uh decayed zombies where they're yeah. not quite they're not priced into the in into every card that has them right so they're almost free mm-hmm. all right time to talk about the worst mechanic
1: hey we got a returning uh a returning mechanic on here
0: yeah so <laughs> some people were like blood tokens the best and then some people were like blood tokens are the worst
1: a uh, spoiler alert we just named it the best so i don't think I it's going to win agree. the worst <laughs> i mean i think I,
0: I i can see where like maybe it's kind of elegant and there is always the fear of this like free bits of cardboard yeah being a problem but like overall i think it's like innocuous enough and constructed and like helpful enough and limited that it can't be the worst mechanic
1: yeah, I definitely don't think it's the worst. The only th- knock I can give to blood tokens is that they're kind of uh, priced into Innistrad.
0: Yeah. This was something I talked about in LR. It would be like, wouldn't it be like, could you try to sneak blood tokens into other sets or yeah. if they fit or just like make another mechanic that is a blood token that you don't call yeah. a blood token?
1: Uh, I mean, they kind of did that with treasures. Like, we had gold and Theros, and we had Ethereum cells and Kaladesh.
0: And then they're just, like, generically treasures. Yeah, you could easily, yeah. like, turn blood into something else. Yeah. All right. Another mechanic from Val that people... Man, the Val mechanics kind of got dunked on here. Sure uh, did. We have Coven, the green-white mechanic. And so Coven was... Yeah, cared about different powers. Yes, Uh, and Coven was the no, Coven was in Midnight Midnight Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that mechanic did almost absolutely nothing in Limited.
1: Yep, hot garbage,
0: hot garbage, didn't do a thing, and then did so nothing in, um. Uh, constructed it it the mechanics that are like kind of like party uh, Mm -hmm. which was last year uh that are like you need four creatures on the battlefield yeah it's like one how often do i get three creatures or four creatures on the battlefield and two how often do they meet whatever stupid requirement you want for them Right, Right? Like I should get like a parade for having four creatures with different names on the (laughs) battlefield. Right. They shouldn't have to have different names and have different creature types for party or, oh, hey, I've got three creatures with different powers, miraculously. And what do I get? Oh, this one creature gets vigilance on plus one, plus one. I don't care. It didn't help me that much.
1: Yeah. So not enough of an upside. Yeah.
0: So like you do all this work and like sometimes it's just like, oh, hey, I drew four creatures. I have two two twos and two three twos, crap. None of them have text now, right? Because I didn't meet the weirdo requirement.
1: Yep, I couldn't find me a one one.
0: Yeah, um, day and night.
1: Yeah, we had two votes for this one.
0: Um, why would someone say this is the worst mechanic? I don't know. You don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't think they said.
0: Well, I.
1: Oh, you're I, asking my yes, opinion. Yeah,
0: like if why do you think someone would say this is the worst?
1: Uh because it doesn't work the same as all of the other werewolves that have ever been printed?
0: I think there's that. And the thing that gets me is like on turn 2. Yeah, on turn yeah. 2 you play a card that starts day and night. Mm-hmm. Now you have to pay attention to every turn how many spells are cast and you have to flip the little thing. Mm -hmm. And I think we brought up in our show when we talked about this, this is like 100% something that cannot be fixed in like a comp REL game. Right. Right? Like, hey, I think it's day. Well, I think it's night. Judge can't fix that. Yeah. Right? Because when are they going to know when the spells were cast?
1: Right. Nobody's going to know.
0: Yeah. So like.
1: We're back to videotape.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. There's not. Uh, there's not uh, streamed coverage anymore. There is no videotape.
1: I mean, there's also no events, so.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But, like, it's just this weird...
1: Like It was something that we also talked about when we reviewed Day Night is that this is, like, an arena mechanic. Because arena just tracks it. And you don't have to. So you don't think about it.
0: Yeah, but in paper, it's something you have to track. Right. And it's just, like, burdensome.
1: Yep. I agree. Um, It's not great. Not great. Yep.
0: Uh, So fractals. I guess like there was only like a couple cards that made fractals. They were like the blue green token.
1: Yeah, like the fractals weren't really. I mean, I guess they kind of were the mechanic, but like math was more the mechanic.
0: Well, I think that like the mechanic, like the the overall mechanic for Strixhaven was spells because of magecraft so right blue green just had a bunch of spells that made fractals
1: yeah but it also had stuff that like grew your fractals or like made more fractals or
0: yeah so i don't know i don't hate on like the blue green like fractally stuff from strixhaven 2 too much
1: yeah i mean it's i don't think it's even in the same conversation as like coven
0: yeah, in terms of, like, Coven just didn't do anything.
1: Right, Fractals, like, did the thing that they were supposed to do. <laughs>
0: yes. Coven sometimes just didn't do the thing. Yeah. Speaking of not doing the thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's venture into a dungeon. Or not. Or not. Um. So dungeons had a few problems. One, the payoffs weren't big enough.
1: Yeah, not even which, close.
0: Which, like, they've talked about this, like, Marshall brings this up on LR, he thinks it was a mechanic they were afraid of, right? And it sounds like uh, AFR was a set that was, that exist that didn't exist, and that right. it was going to be, I don't know, whatever normal magic set, Core 2022. Yeah, right? whatever. And then... Bro. When it those Dungeons & Dragons nerds beat... Bro, that's right. Little little bro, make Dungeons and Dragons, set, bro. Yeah. If you don't, I'm gonna sick Brock on you. Whoa! <laughs> and so then they like tried to come up with like a mechanic, and they were like, they didn't want to go too hard because like if you miss, right, much you like end companions, up with companions. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like everyone's carrying around three dungeons with them for the rest of Magic's history. Right. Right. So the the payoffs weren't good enough for, like, limited. And they were like, here are three dungeons. And everyone very quickly went, I will only use one of these ever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, wait, wait. I take it back. My opponent is at two. I will use this (laughs) other dungeon. Yeah. Am I ever going to use the two in the dungeon of the Mad Mage? I will not. I will use Fandelver and and the tomb of annihilation tomb of annihilation this yeah. is all you get right so basically like one of the dungeons just didn't matter mhm and the other one mattered 5% of the time or whatever
1: yeah when and you then, were to it mattered
0: yeah and then the rest and then the cards just like weren't super interesting
1: yeah and like they weren't good like Outside of them being dungeon enablers, like, you wouldn't put them in a deck.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only... <clears throat> the only card that has, like, really seen play is a Sarak. And that is yeah. in, like, one very specific deck because Sarak does one very dumb <laughs> thing. Yep,
1: yeah, it goes back to your hand.
0: It goes back to your hand. It's all that matters. goes back to yep. your hand and does the thing. So... Like, that just missed entirely.
1: Yep, not a fan.
0: Again, going to the best-selling <laughs> setup all time. I give you roll a d20.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's one more that's supposed to be on here, too, that I did not add that we actually did have uh, somebody comment on. Okay. I'll
0: cheat that in there. So, um, remember, uh, like, Magic is a game of uh, uh what's it called? Oh yeah, those uh, is is a game of variants. And like, what separates Magic from Hearthstone and a lot of other games is that, like, on some level, like the variance is limited. In mm-hmm. that, you know what your card is going to do, mm-hmm. and typically, when Wizards has made cards. That have a chance to not do what is printed on the card, they don't get played. Right. See, browbeat. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna draw yeah. three cards for three mana. No, I'm just gonna take five. Yeah. I'll be fine. I can't beat three cards. I can beat taking five. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I mean, that's the same thing with uh, was it risk factor?
0: Yeah. Like, you always took the damage the first time.
1: Right. There is no circumstances where you uh, let them draw cards first go around.
0: Right. And, like, so roll a d20. They tried to limit it where they were like, here are two or three options and we're splitting it. There's basically, like, a coin flip. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, oh, 11 to 20, you get this. 1 to 10, you get this. It's like, okay, like, we're just flipping coins. Yeah. And then on a few cards, they were like, what was it? 15 to 20, you get big effect. Right. 10 to 14, you get medium effect. And then you get like a small effect that, you know, is eh. Yeah. For not worth rest. playing. Yeah. Like it just like leaned super hit hard in on variance, and it didn't really do it in an interesting way. Right. Like I said, a lot of it was like just flipping coins.
1: Mm -hmm, basically
0: flipping coins with extra steps (laughs) and then they were like
1: extra mechanical pieces
0: yes and then and then they were like alchemy let's really flip some coins dog yeah uh and then um again
1: also from afr
0: the best selling set of all time
1: now this one really isn't a mechanic um, which I think is why I skipped over it when I was putting the episode together. But since we were ragging on AFR, I figured we'd talk about it. And that's the uh, the random, like, spell names that they gave to abilities.
0: Yeah, so they were, like... I think they were actually D&D abilities.
1: Yeah, they were, like, D&D spells, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, it would be, like, Perry. and be, like, oh, like... Pack or, tactics. Pack tactics. Um, you know, what was the um, the counter spell that was? It was like you know, thwart him or join him. Yeah. Right. Um, come to an evil lair or some crap. Yeah. Like it just seemed like they were trying
1: too hard. Way too hard.
0: Like they, it was like we've not done a great job of evoking D and D with just the cards.
1: Yeah. Dungeons aren't enough. Dungeons and D twenties aren't enough to really get the point across here. So
0: yeah, we don't feel like we leaned into this hard enough. So let's
1: throw the cards for no reason.
0: Yeah. You know, and no one picked up like, you know, no one's, no one has said like, I, so I have pack tactics, so I will draw a card. <laughs> no, just like attack, I'll draw a card. Yeah. Okay. Why are you drawing a card? Because after these words I won't say, it says I draw a card.
1: <laughs> because I, I attacked with creatures that had six or more power.
0: Yes. Yes. Um. My... This next mechanic, I hate it. But I don't know if I hate it as much as some of this other stuff. And that's cleave.
1: (laughs) And that's saying something because you really didn't like this mechanic in our set review episode.
0: I really hate it. It is so bad.
1: Yeah, it's not a a good keyword.
0: Cleave, if you guys remember, is um, they put brackets in the middle of the rules text of cards. Uh-huh. And it, you pay the cleave cost, you cleave away the words in brackets and make the yeah, spell better.
1: Got to this pretend they weren't there. This is kicker. kicker. It is. But they... It's kicker with extra brackets.
0: Kicker with extra... <laughs> I just think of the Rick and Morty episode. So this is just slavery with extra steps? No, 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 no. They get to cr- crank the flugel box. Uh, yeah. No, no. This is just kicker with extra steps. They just couldn't yep. bring themselves to say kicker. So we got Cleave yep. because it was supposed to be evocative of the world or something. Yeah. And sure. no, no. Yeah, it's just inelegant and ugly. Or I've seen them described as split cards.
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: Where it's like, like you had
1: split cards though, because they're like. They're always similar things.
0: Yeah. But it's. Oh, well, yeah. I guess
1: you're casting one or the other. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like you either have, like, was it Dig Up? You either have, like, uh, Lay of the Land, go get a basic for a green, mm-hmm. or one black, black, green, go, uh, uh Diabolic Tutor. Yeah. Right. That was your split card. Yeah. It just. So bad, so like bad. this. This one feels like they phoned it in as well. Oh yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, just, I re- I yeah. Nobody could is. have thought long about the about this. No. They're like no. oh yeah, yeah yeah we need something to fill out the file with. Cleave, Cleave. done done.
0: What colors will it be in? Who cares? all of them doesn't matter. <laughs> Chad made us add five extra mythics to this file. So we moved Mm -hmm. five rares up. Now we need to find five more rares. Yep. Go. Cleave. Cleave. Done.
1: Kicker Um, with extra brackets.
0: And then I'm assuming this is the same person who was traumatized by uh, (laughs) on math. math. Could Uh, be. Was like party. That again was from (laughs) last year. Last year from Zendikar. Yep. Again, still disappointed that they've only been able to get three creatures on the battlefield with different creature types, <laughs> so all of their party cards do nothing. Yeah. Again, the, you could say that that mechanic should be in AFR.
1: I mean, it should have been. It, it would have, have made more sense than random like flavor text in the rules text.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think Mario even said like, you know... They wanted to do it, but they just had such a short amount of time to like like Zendikar was was done. It was like Zendikar's done at the printers, and then Bro, DT beans. And then they were just like crap. The (laughs) mechanic the mechanic that would go in this set you're making me make, Chad, we already used it. Right. And Chad's like, What's the mechanic? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, my car runs great. (laughs) <laughs> Have you seen it? I don't need so a mechanic. Pre-workout. <laughs> I don't need a mechanic. Uh, so yeah. Um I don't know, like I can let Coven slide because there are a lot of uh limited mechanics that just don't work. Yeah, they're just bad. That like, are just only exist for limited. And then barely function there. So like yeah. I can let that slide. Um,
1: Day, Day N- night's not great. It has Day some issues. Day night's not
0: great. Um, Blood token, hard to disagree. Sorry, listener.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think we can call it the best and worst mechanics. So.
0: I, I, don't, I don't know. Like. I don't think there's
1: anything of, wrong with fractals.
0: No, yeah, dungeons and roll like roll a d twenty is kind of just like egregious. Yeah. But like, is it Cleave bad? Like, I just come back to talking about Cleave. Like, well, see, there's
1: a there's a hard floor on Cleave, and like the I think the most unforgivable part about Cleave is that it's so clunky and inelegant. Yes. Like, if it was just kicker, or if it was a split card, like nobody would care. It would. They could have called it Cleave, and it it looked like a split card but they called it cleave they had some weird like artwork slash and called it like a showcase frame or whatever and like people would have been okay with that um it's the implementation that's not great and it's not even like mechanical implementation it's like i don't know
0: it's not mechanical in the game it's like mechanical like on the card right just aesthetically it's awful and, like, listening to, like, other podcasts, and I'm sure if we go back and listen to us, try to talk about a cleave card. Right. It's just a nightmare. It's like, uh, how do I even read this? Like, it's like, uh, yeah. blah, 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 uh, bracket, blah, 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 close bracket. It's like, no, stop. But. Yeah.
1: You describe it as a split card is what you do. Like, you yeah. read it one way and the other way. And you're done. But. Like, I think my point here, though, is that, like, as a mechanic, it's not the worst. No. It's just the way it's done is ugly. And I think the same can be said about roll a d20, except that the mechanic there is bad as well.
0: Well, I mean, and it's like open the door to bring unset cards into Black Border.
1: A hundred percent. Yes. Right. Like. Well, Which why... they're doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh why, why haven't we put these cards in black border? Because like we don't roll dice in Magic. Now we do full. Yeah. It's like uh, so, I mean, and there's also just dungeons being like underpowered and like again just trying too hard and not getting there. But yeah. I think roll d d twenty might be the worst.
1: I th- I think so as well. I think it's either roll d d twenty or dungeons, and I think roll d d twenty ekes it out for me.
0: Alright, again, I'd like to point out, we have three things they did in the best selling set of all time. <laughs> yeah. That were just awful. This should go to show you that if your name is not Chad, that sales do not equal good. <laughs> Cause Correct. I'm pretty sure like cocaine is one of the highest selling uh, drugs of all time, but we're not like yo. Cocaine is the best. Do it
1: unless you're Brock and he needs yes. his pre-workout, which is you know basically.
0: See, <laughs> <laughs> so like I was thinking, he just went to GNC and bought pre-workout. You're saying his pre-workout is cocaine? Either one is probably accurate.
1: Well, I mean, th- they both have a pretty similar effect.
0: <laughs> Very true. I don't know. One's
1: a- legal and one's not. So, wow. Bro, do with that as you will.
0: Bro, do a pre-workout. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's Brock. I hold sounds my like nose. That and he's
1: got like a hole in his septum.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little bro, if you don't do what Chad says I get on the beats, I'm going to break you. <laughs>
1: oh, Brock.
0: <laughs> bro, Brock's, Brock's the muscle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chad's an idea man. But Brock's is muscle. (laughs) All right. right.
1: So So I think from here on out, we only have like one or two. um, Like these ones should go pretty quick. Um, Next up is the most confusing card. And like when I came up with this category, I had this like vision in my head about like us going through spoiler season and talking about like our set review episodes. And there's always like a card or two. Where I think to myself, I don't really want to put the brain power into figuring out how this card works. I'll just wait for it to get on Arena and then see how it works. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when I went to think of nominees, I couldn't really think of any.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of cards, by the time you've played them a few times, mm-hmm. like, you understand what they do. And I think the yeah. cards that at the end of the year, like, the cards that you didn't understand, you just blocked out. You're just like, no. It probably. No. Uh, I do like Grizzled Huntmaster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like, half the alchemy cards are just nonsense.
1: Oh, I didn't uh, even think about the alchemy cards, yeah.
0: But isn't Grizzled Huntmaster an alchemy card?
1: Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's the, like, exile. Yeah. A creature card from your hand and any number of creature cards from your library, uh, or any number of the same card from your library, and then oh, yeah. put a card from your sideboard into your hand equal to the number of cards exiled from your, by your hand yeah. this way. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Uh, yep. That's I mean, the winner. That's. I have, that, I mean, I, you just explained it. I have no idea what it does. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, or even like <laughs> we have him for wordiest card next, but like Davriel. Yes. Like, it is impossible to know what that card is going to do until you hit plus one and then go down a flowchart.
1: Yep. So it's like I, we're I in wordiest card that wins wordiest cards hands yes. down. Yep. Yes,
0: but no, like they've definitely like leaned into like, It was it Theros had the most Theros Beyond Death had the most words on per card of any set in Magic's history.
1: Oh yeah, like on average, yeah.
0: On average, and they tried to clean it up, but yeah. um didn't quite get there uh sorry best limited formats so i mean we have so there's there's one there's one choice uh nominee there are five nominees right there's keldheim
1: car kaldheim strix afr midnight hunt crimson vow
0: not zendikar right zendikar was last year
1: oh that's right zendikar was last year So it's
0: keldheim yep.
1: <laughs> yeah Strixhaven AFR. Are, are you are Hunt.
0: you the one that put on Omnath and party?
1: <laughs> no, that was not me. Um, I was just, I was looking at my shelf up here because yeah. I have like all the sets. Well, the way I have it organized is like what's currently in standard is separate from the rest of my collection. So. Gotcha. So you've got <clears throat> Kautheim.
0: Strixhaven, uh,
1: Strixhaven AFR, uh,
0: AFR. No, Midnight, Midnight Hunt, Hunt and Val. Crimson Vale. So. I think it, like, I don't think it is, um, I don't think it's Strixhaven. No, I don't think so either. And I know it's not AFR. It's definitely not AFR. Like, Strixhaven really only had three colors you could play, and all the games kind of turned out the same.
1: Midnight okay. The cool thing about Strixhaven was the Mystical Archives, though.
0: Yeah, and, like, how it would, like, wildly change a game. Which oh, was yeah. like sometimes good, and then or like other interesting. Times other times was just like, yeah, like yeah. oh cool, you got I like a, to a natural God. order. <laughs> yeah, I got natural ordered. Yay. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, and like it really like I played so many like blue green X or yeah. blue red X decks. Yeah. Right. Like it was a super go big over the top format. So, like, it's just... Like, it was a little one-note. Like, mm-hmm. there were it were five color pairs, and, like, one of them was horrific. Yeah. Right? You were either Go Big or Silver Quill. Right. Right? You couldn't play... Green, black wasn't great, and neither was Red, White. Right. um Midnight Hunt... Like, you had to play the Esper colors. Mm-hmm. But... The gains were always interesting?
1: They were interesting.
0: Right? Like um I really like Val uh just yeah. really because of the blood tokens. Right? Like having that like extra wrinkle.
1: Well, I like that you can be aggressive too. Yeah. Like not every limited format like you can be aggressive in. Uh and,
0: and then... but
1: still not be like hands down the best thing to do. Yeah. Like normally those things are ex- like exclusive
0: yeah like in AFR it was you were aggressive
1: yeah and it was the only you thing had you to could be. do yeah
0: so Keldheim's interesting because on one hand like Keldheim was only like a two deck format mm-hmm. it was red white like whatever the one two first strike flyer was put like an yeah. equipment or two on it and hope Yep. Versus snow. Snow. So on one hand, like that wasn't great, but this the snow decks were fun. They were. Uh and like I played a lot of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Though I always ended up when I would play the snow mirror, whoever was whoever the person I was playing is drafted against, none of those people knew that the snow cards were good. And their <laughs> snow decks were always like a thousand Way better times better than, than, than yours. mine. It's like, yeah. oh, you've cast your third bear that goes and gets you a land. Yeah. And it's a 5-4. Great. Yeah. Uh, so. um, And, like, you had the extra wrinkle of, like, you had to draft the lands. Right. Which which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's kind of Midnight Hunt or Keldheim. Val, and, you mean? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Val, maybe Val over Midnight Hunt. Like I really like drafting the Esper decks, even okay. though they. Uh, I like that, and like I haven't like drafted Val in a while. Like I could look and see what sets I drafted the most. Yeah, that might be, I guess that so. might be an indication of which sets I like the most.
1: Yeah, I I haven't drafted Val in a while either, but I think that's because I ran out of gems and I didn't feel like putting any more gems in. But yeah. I remember like liking Vow a lot. So, and I have I have I drafted Midnight Hunt a bunch also. So, I'm I'm not sure why I stopped drafting Midnight Hunt.
0: I have 30 Vow drafts. Okay. Uh, with a no, sweet No, that's not
1: that's not very many for you.
0: With a sweet 53% win rate. Yeah. Uh boo. Uh, Midnight Hunt uh, we had. Oh, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Oh, this is one where I had to actually. add had 56 drafts of Midnight Hunt.
1: Holy moly.
0: With a 55% win rate. Yeah. Uh. Part of it, like, for a vow, was I kind of got sick of it. And I also was like, I don't want to put any money in. Yeah. D&D draft tracker. Uh. Thirty-five.
1: Well, some more than Val.
0: Fifty-three uh, percent win rate. Uh, I think it was one like I just went on like a bad losing streak at the end and got sick of it. Yeah. And then uh, Kaldheim Oh, Strixhaven. Strixhaven. Strixhaven was a lot. Yeah. Uh, we hit not as many as Midnight Hunt, uh, but we hit forty-two. Hmm. Fifty-five percent win rate. So the one you've noticed the ones I've done a bunch of the win rate's slightly higher. Slightly. Slightly, which like matters in terms of how much money you or you put in. It does, yeah. And then at fifty-five percent win rate, Keldheim, we got to thirty-three drafts.
1: Oh, not that many.
0: Not that many. The thing with Keldheim was I felt like I always played against the same deck. Like, I yeah. just felt like it was the Snow Mirror or like the aggro deck. Mm-hmm. So, based on number of drafts played, it, it's Midnight Hunt. It's Midnight
1: Hunt. By a landslide.
0: By, yeah, by 13 drafts or 10 drafts over the next highest format. Yeah. Like, I drafted Esper all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, enjoyed enjoyed it a lot.
1: Uh well You can call it midnight hunt. I enjoyed my, that format too.
0: I think I know why I quit. My last four drafts. Zero wins, zero wins, one win, two win. Done. <laughs> Hang it up. Hang it up. There's always a point in every format where I like am like where I go through a streak where I do really well and then like the tables catch up to me. Yeah. And then like, I'm not drafting enough to like figure out what the next thing is. Yeah. And then like, I go through a bad patch and I'm like, yep, I've burned all my gems. Now I'm out. <laughs> so yeah, midnight hat was the one I did the most. And I remembered enjoying the most.
1: Sounds good. I, I enjoyed midnight hunt also. We'll call that one the winner. Um, so this was a, uh, this was your category.
0: That I was supposed and to get up with, and I dropped the ball.
1: That's all right. I, as we were just talking about draft, I thought of one. I don't okay. know if you're going to agree or not, but every time I saw a Narfi in Keldheim draft, I snagged it. Narfi, um, there's
0: the, uh, the blue white disturbed uncommon from midnight oh Hunt yeah that like comes in and mills you for two yeah and then like makes it cheaper for you to disturb stuff or something and then yeah. like we need to things you tap like that i don't card think was, i ever
1: drafted the disturbed deck that card was so good
0: yeah right like it just wanted you to like have as many things you could cast from your graveyard as possible mm-hmm. so gosh what was that called uh goodness I think that might have been my favorite. Like that was the card like I mm-hmm. wanted to get the most. Yeah. Was was that, but I do not remember what it was called. Also, we have like too many sets cuz like Midnight Hunt was the last standard set. I brought up a TCG player to look at um to just quickly look up a card. Yeah. Uh midnight hunt isn't even in one of the latest isn't on the list of latest sets <laughs> it's just not there uh we have too many products too many products um there we go here we go we should be able to find it pretty quick now
1: devoted graph keeper
0: yes yep this guy so, Battlefield Mills 2 uh whenever you cast a uh, spell from your graveyard tap a creature right mm-hmm. and then it had disturbed into being a 3/1 uh flyer flyer but like the front right. side just let you win games. So yeah. that card, I think that card might have been like the the best build around.
2: All right.
1: It's at least the one I remember the most. I just remember drafting a bunch of Narfis. I thought that card was awesome. That card was really good. Oh, what happened here? I
0: don't know.
1: I messed up the show notes.
0: Oh, no, he broke it.
1: That's all right. I fixed it. All right. Um, It's all better.
0: Artwork of the year.
1: Yeah, this was... uh, uh, One of our listeners had this... um, category and nominee and they nominated Faithless Looting. And
0: you said Lol, uh, WGF no.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, if, that the might ar- be the-
0: if the artwork is, is what generated the most um, talk about magic artwork sure. I think that that is a clear winner. Yeah. Um, I think there's any number of mystical archives i would take over that
2: mm-hmm. I
1: agree. um
0: like the duress is neat the duress is cool the brainstorm
1: mm-hmm. yeah the brainstorm's cool the memory lapse i think is really cool yeah
0: um so i think any of those i don't know i think brainstorm like that is one that i like put in the cube i was like i want yeah. this brainstorm art like i think it's neat
1: I really liked the uh, showcase frame coma.
0: I don't remember that
2: one.
1: I thought that one was really cool. I'm trying to think what else was cool. Um, I mean, any of the secret layers. Like there was some killer artwork in secret layers.
0: Yeah. No, I'm looking at the coma now. It's pretty neat.
1: Yeah, that one was really good.
0: But it's so hard with the secret layers. Though. There are so many of them. Yeah. Like, how do I keep track of? Like, I don't know the wasteland.
1: Yeah, that wasteland is sick.
0: With the uh, city of brass.
1: Yeah. Oh, I really like the um, the grave crawler from the secret Lair.
0: Was that this year?
1: That was this year. Yeah.
0: Um, so, so many cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I remember that one. Like, I was thinking Gravecrawler is like the, uh, oh, like the, the movie poster one. Yeah. What about the, uh, the Mischief Blood Moon?
1: Oh, well, see that's tough because that card is gorgeous but i don't know like it doesn't really have artwork it's kind of all graphic design layout yeah so i don't i don't know that you can classify that as artwork
0: i don't know i'm, I'm sure I, mean, so. I, I guess
1: technically it is artwork but like i was fair? thinking like the art of a card not the, the whole being card, the, art.
0: the whole card being art. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I could get behind the uh, the grave crawler. That was pretty striking. Yeah. When I saw it, like that's pretty neat. Yeah. So sure, grave crawler from the secret layer drop. Sure. If you want, if you want to do like which piece of art caused the most conversation, it's faithful Looting.
1: Sure. In. Uh, also, to be fair, like the card didn't do that art justice. Not that it's my favorite piece of art anyway, but it, the artwork does look much better not in on a card. Yeah,
0: yeah, like not on a card, and I think in person it looks better. Yeah, because like that that piece was like four feet tall or something. Yeah, and like oh, that's cropped.
1: like a whole another thing. I didn't even think of that. What the um that one saga that's like a relief carved out of wood
0: oh gosh yeah it was, was that
1: really the... cool too
0: that was the uh it was the red black one
1: no was it binding
0: mine it... was it binding I thought it was the red black saga uh that that looked like an arm
1: no, no 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 it was it was um yeah it was binding binding the old gods
0: is it is a wood relief
1: yeah yeah it was carved out of wood
0: okay I thought the uh um the one that looked like a tattoo
1: oh uh, nope I posted it in uh, in discord for you
0: Oh, the original
1: yeah
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. that was really cool too
0: Yes. We are we are sophisticated men of art.
1: Yep. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so next up, we have the worst limited format.
0: Yeah, it's AFR. Hands like down. Like we have it here. We've already gone no over no the other formats about that set. Yeah, none. Yep. Greatest selling set of all time.
1: Sure has uh, won most of the awards the most awards i guess short of modern horizons too
0: yeah what what are yeah what is the worst watsy
1: decision (laughs) this was also a uh a listener category
0: okay the destruction of competitive play yep pretty bad And alchemy (laughs) alchemy not great uh Modern Horizons 2, just as a product, <laughs> just just going going for the kill on Modern Horizons. You should not have even existed. Um, I, I mean, and I don't know the interaction with like making cards for Commander, like kind of killing the purity no. of that format. But I don't know. I think the biggest thing is competitive play.
1: I would 100% agree with you. Right. Like, um, I could see merit to alchemy like i tried to keep an open mind when we did our alchemy episode and talked about how it might you know open up room for other things to exist on arena or help differentiate arena from paper magic to maybe give room for paper magic to live again so and that's not even talking about the ways that you know we're trying to fix what's happening on arena itself um, not that I think it's a good thing and it's definitely compounded by the economy, but I can at least see a positive outcome with alchemy. Yeah. And kind of the same thing with Modern Horizons 2. Like, yeah. There's some sweet cards in Modern Horizons 2 that are obviously being overshadowed by the problems with Modern Horizons 2, but there's some cool stuff in there.
0: I think the thing so. is, is like with Modern Horizons 1, it was Hogak that overshadowed mm-hmm. everything. And then when you got rid of Hogak, the other stuff happened. Right. Uh, I don't know if... Um, like, there's just not one Hogak.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of them. There's
0: like three of them or five of them or something. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think that, like... Even if you weren't invested in competitive play mm-hmm. there were people that came to your f&ms or the events at your shop um that like were there because they were invested in competitive play yeah right and if they were the eighth person for the standard event every single week and then they don't feel like magic's for them anymore right you right. lose your eighth So even if you're not like, you know, you weren't like, I would like to win a PTQ, Mm -hmm. right? There was someone you played with that did, like that was what their drive was. And they have backed away because that has gone away.
1: Yeah. Kind of like where I was going was I could see, you know, good things in alchemy and I can see good things in modern horizons too. It, there's bad things in both as well but i can see some good things in there i don't see any positive out of removing competitive play
0: agreed there's uh, there's nothing other than uh we've cut the advertising budget
1: yeah chad needed those beans for some he, ne- he had to buy more pre-workout for brock exactly bro i got to keep brock energized yeah well, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, you removed my desire to play the game, so...
0: Yes. um, And then, th- I think that is the award show. That is kind of our year in a nutshell. Yeah, definitely. That happened. Now, yeah. we have to make a big executive decision. We are at 2 hours and 34 minutes. Are we talking about the Moto changeover, or are we saving that?
1: We'll cover that next week.
0: Okay, we teased it at the beginning, but we went super long. It's almost yep. 11 so bedtime. It's bedtime. Exactly. We're old.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: very very old. So, with all of this, we hope you had a fun year of magic in listening to us.
1: And yeah, we really enjoy uh, enjoy making the show, and we're glad that you guys came along for the ride. Yeah, and so that everybody participated. I was really happy that we had. Yeah, we got people tweeting
0: at us and and stuff. So that was good. Yeah. So. If you want to keep interacting and you have show ideas or things you want to hear about going into the new year, you can get at us at Casual Tripod on
1: Twitter. Absolutely. You can also find us on Facebook at Casual Try Hard MTG, or you can email us, show at CasualTryHardMTG.com. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, we know you got all that Christmas money burning a hole in your pocket. If you're looking to pick up any singles, grist. <clears throat> Uh, head over to tcg player or our tcg player affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com follow that link anything you purchase after using that link to get to tcg player we'll get a small percentage of it to help keep the show going and if you want to support us a little bit more directly you can do so at patreon.com casualtryhardmtg where patrons will get access to our pre-show which is a big hit like i said uh the whole Brian Window thing a lot more of that was fleshed out in the pre-show than the actual show and that was nominated for an award tonight so you're missing out if you're not a not a pat- uh patron uh you also get access to our show notes and you'll get put on my mailing list for when I do my thank yous um we really appreciate all of our patrons so hop on over there chip in a couple bucks and reap the rewards Uh, We also have a Discord. There's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media. Come join the conversation. Ask questions. Let us know what you want to hear about. You can also post up decks if you want help with a deck list. And we've had a bunch of cubes posted up there recently in response to the cube episode we did. So if you want us to look at your cube or um, if you wanted some help putting one together, hop in over there and ask away yep
0: so with that i think we've got a show we have a show so we will catch you on the internet.
1: yep we'll catch you on the internets